following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Congratulations. You played yourself. That is a disgusting act. Yeah, Lucha Outsider Show, show 170. I'm Leo. That's Mario. Have no fear. Ah. The legend thriller is here. Yeah, you I am the heel, the seal, the deal, the villain, stage, show, the anti-hero of the IWC, ah. your boy, Mr. Rated R. Mr. Rated R. And the new <laughs> third man on the broadcast team. He does not have an addiction for contradiction. Nope. He is the <laughs> analysis of the LOC. And when it comes to wrestling, he has a radar. From the me streets of Long Island. <laughs> They're me streets in Long Island. You're on, bro. Mean streets. Wow, look at that. Last week, I get my first official title for the show. One week later, I'm an official member of the show. Oh, my God. Perfect. Unbelievable. It's crazy how things work out. The song. The song. And we're here. All right. Shh. Everybody quiet. Shh. Everybody quiet. Real quick. What the hell is what? going on with the Lucha Outsider show? Make know. no mistake in that intro. No. Our ah. new and new official third man on the broadcasting team, Ryan Radar. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Should have brought all the fucking kids. Man. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, buddy. Big so, pop. Big pop, baby. Yeah, buddy. So that's what I like to hear. So <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Sorry. So let's take a peek behind the curtain and kind of explain what is happening here, right? So yes. Ryan has been a, a rotating third, which we've been loving the rotating oh. third gimmick. We got to play the music? No, 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 no. no. Not anymore because Ryan's yeah. officially part of the show. Well, there you go. So we've been doing this rotating third gimmick for a couple of months now, which we've been enjoying, and that's not going to go anywhere. We do still plan on having rotating guest hosts and familiar faces back on the show in certain episodes. That's not going to go anywhere. We're still going to have that. So King Kayfabe, uh, Devin Dollface. King Kayfabe. <laughs> hilarious. Uh, Devin Dollface, Dream Match Wrestling, our friends from Chicago, the rest friends. Um, even Sam, when he decides to come back one yeah. day. When he's actually watching wrestling and he decide, decides to come back. Come on, back. Sam. You can do it. Yeah, the, Sam, Sam, I'll give you your spot back. No worries, man. No, no worries. No, hold on, hold on. Wait, you wait, guys wait. are going to fight to the <laughs> death. No, this is what's going to happen. This is going to happen. Sam's going to return, and then we're going to be like the Undisputed Era. We're going to have we're gonna have, be a stable, Somebody's right? Somebody's going to get kicked. And oh, then sorry. I'm going to turn on everyone. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan's going to be Kyle O'Reilly. Since you're the oldest, you're Bobby, you're Bobby Fish. Okay, and thanks. then Sam, Sam's Roger Strong because he's the forgettable one. Right. So. He's riding. 
<laughs> Sorry, Sammy. <laughs> no, 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 no. All jokes That's aside. All, jo- all jokes aside. All jokes aside. Whenever Sam decides to watch wrestling again and he wants to come back to the show, because he hasn't been watching wrestling, so the door's always open for him. And he knows that. Listen, the forbidden door is open on the Lucha Outsider show. They, see, oh, there you go, Ryan. There you go. There you go. But a peek behind the curtain, I hit up Leo this week, and I'm like, dude, Ryan, it just feels right when he's on the show. We That's always have said. so much shit to talk mm-hmm. about. It's like we might as well just make this guy a permanent part of the show. And, I mean, on the show last week, he was like, and I should be the role. I'm just saying. He did shoot I mean, a shot. You know, he did shoot I a just, shot. I threw it out there. Yeah, I showed I, – <laughs> What the kids say? They shoot your shot and, uh, you know, pay it off, man. Come on. Look at that. So th- let this be a lesson to everybody. Always shoot your shot. You never know what's going to happen. You can land a permanent spot on hey, a podcast. It could have it gone two ways. Either you were coming back this week or we would have never talked to you. So, hey, never you're here. <laughs> so it just felt right. And, and obviously, uh, Leo agreed with... You know, let's make Ryan part of the, the the show. And I reached out to Ryan. Ryan couldn't believe when I I told him, "Hey, dude, we want you permanently on the show." Uh, you know, I was like, "Wow, I'm really that good." Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, th- you know, we're we're excited. Uh, we're excited that once this pandemic is over, we'll start going to wrestling shows together. Uh, oh, hopefully, you could come to studio one day. So you know, the future is bright, and we're excited to for you to yeah. be part of the show permanently. Man, I can't thank you guys enough for letting me be a part of the show. I mean, I love being on here every single time. Like you said, the vibe's always good. We always have good combos, a lot of laughs, man. And, uh, you know, like I said, I can't be more pumped to come on here, have a platform to just chill with you guys, basically, and talk wrestling. That's basically what this is, and that's why I love it. It's just like we're chilling, we're talking wrestling, we're shooting shit. You know, Mario, me and you go back and forth all week long, you know, over you know when things happen. So it's, like, right. nice to come on here and actually talk to – people and interact and you know a lot of people in the chat i always see which is great everybody's interacting on facebook live which is great to see so uh yeah man i am pumped and i am grateful to be here and the biggest thing when i'm when i even mentioned this to leo i'm like mm-hmm. dude what do you think leo said i like ryan because of his drive and his passion like yeah. you have a drive and a passion when it comes to the world of professional wrestling and oh, it's man. like that's something that we needed of you course know? yeah thank you yeah i mean like i said I couldn't be more passionate about it. It's literally one of my favorite things in the world. It's 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 basically, you know, I don't know what I'd do without it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I always said, you know, if there was like a college degree for like pro wrestling, you know, like if I could study pro wrestling in order to like get yeah. some sort of job in the company, you know, like I study the history or, right. you know, dude, I would ace the shit. I'd, I'd get yeah. fucking straight A's on every everything. Man. Well, listen, when you find those classes and courses, let me know because I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll take them together and we'll both make it to the big time. Hey, we can make our own class. Just saying. Just saying. Master class. All right. Let's get into it. But before we get into it, give me a minute. Hashtag is Rebel time. You got to love that that studio. Bring it up. All right. right. Before we get started with um, some of the Japan talk, I definitely wanted to give you an update on Conan. Conan. He's better now. He's not 100%, but he was. Uh, he returned to his podcast this week. And, man, if you thought Conan was raw and didn't give a shit before, now it's, like, next level because he kind of faced death. Of so course. now he doesn't <laughs> give a shit about anything. He doesn't even care about hurting people's feelings. So um, if you guys listen to his podcast, Keeping It 100, definitely check it out with Conan. So Disco. he's keeping it 101 now. No, he's keeping it, like, 1,000 <laughs> at this point. Uh, shout out like to everyone. Like Happy it. Conan's back. Also, in, in some unfortunate news, 
rest in peace to Joe Jofesis. Jofesis. Uh, uh, yeah, the question mark. Um, I'm not sure if you watched NWA Power, uh, Ryan, but he was a he was a character that shouldn't have gotten over, but got no. over with that audience. Um, he he's been he's been in the game for a while too. Um, Joe Feces, uh, he he wrestled a little bit in Impact, Ring of Honor, some other smaller promotions, and but he really made his mark, no pun, in NWA, and it's unfortunate he passed away. He passed away. He he left a, a young son. Uh, definitely sad news, and a lot of the um, you know the wrestling world did react to it, and it's unfortunate. He, he apparently he seemed like a really really nice guy, so uh, rest in peace, and also condolences to everyone, you know, his loved ones, his family, and obviously his son. Yeah, uh, not too familiar with him. I'll be completely honest. I don't really um, watch the NWA a lot, but you know, of course, naturally, I'm not clueless to everything that goes on. You know, I I I, I did see that he passed. Unfortunately, I did some research on him and. Yeah, man. When you hear things like that, when somebody, you know, passes at a young age like this, wrestling or not, man, it's just always a sad thing. And uh, to hear that he left behind uh, a young one, it's, man, it's, that's a tough pill to swallow. So, uh, yeah, rest in peace to him and condolences to anybody, family and friends that were close with him. Yeah, and especially okay. people that, that are affected by, by all this. Again, you know, we, we see it from the outside. You know, I'm, I was actually watching something with uh, Seth Rollins uh, speaking about Brody Lee. You know, like, again, guys that maybe weren't together in the roster, maybe you didn't know they were friends, they probably had a tighter bond than any than anything else. So that's why, like we say here, man, enjoy them while they're alive. If you can hit them a like, uh, send them a message, any, uh, any of that stuff helps, um, but especially with everything that's going nowadays. Uh, it is a big loss, and even with NWA, because they started deleting some of their shit from the YouTube page. I don't know if you saw so, that. Yeah, that, that's a nice little segue. So mm -hmm. with NW okay, I, That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. So <laughs> yesterday out of nowhere, yesterday out of nowhere, NWA YouTube page, like everything they had on there got deleted. Everything. Everything, everything. So after doing some fishing around by some reliable sources, I think WrestleZone reported that, talking to Inside Sort, that... They're going to make a big announcement uh, this week. And then Dave Meltzer chimed in and said the exact same thing, um, that some type of announcement is coming this week. It has nothing to do with AEW, so Tony Khan is not buying the NWA. Uh, I don't know what what they're going to do here. unless it's They were filming out of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And Atlanta is kind of like Florida when it comes to their like, guidelines with the whole COVID pandemic situation. So I wouldn't be surprised if they start bringing um, – some uh i guess audience members you know they mm -hmm. start selling uh e even if it's not a full capacity at uh i believe they were doing their uh they were filming their show at jb gb studios in atlanta i could be wrong gbc right? studios something some like some that. something like that yeah, so maybe it's a small audience i don't know but um i know you say you weren't familiar with nwa power but you know when before the pandemic, NWA Power was one of my favorite wrestling shows of the week. It was it was such an yeah, old school was. feel to it, mm -hmm. and it was different from obviously like um, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, Impact. It just had a very different feel to it, and it was very unique. But at the same time, it's like okay, let's say if they do start filming again in Atlanta, you know, due to the guidelines being a little bit more uh, uh, kind of like Florida, laxed. Who do they have on their roster? Because it's only Nick Aldis at this point. <laughs> so, so when uh, what's this guy the the one that showed up at NXT? Um, the, Eli Drake. Eli, well, LA Knight. LA Knight. Uh, when LA Knight showed up, there was a meme. Uh, remember the last episode of The Fresh Prince? That was a Lucha Outsiders <laughs> meme. I made it. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's why I'm giving you the segue. You know what I mean? So, but it's true. Because who else is left? Thunder Rosa is 
gone. Well, well Thunder Rosa, hey. technically, she's still. Technically. But her contract should be up anytime soon. But so was Eli Drake, right? Because no, nobody saw that coming. Right. Ryan, Ryan, what, what's your thoughts on this whole, <laughs> if you have any thoughts on this whole NWA situation? Well, th- this is, that's the thing. This is why I don't really even bother with it. You know, we're just talking off the air, man. Like, mm. you know, we all got our favorite wrestling companies. Uh, we all consider ourselves wrestling fans. So it's not like, you know, we want any company to fail or whatnot. But, you know, there's companies that I don't pay attention to at all. And NWA is one of them. And it's because of what you just said. Like, who do they have there? Like, yeah. who, like who am I watching for, you know? Um, I hope they come back to life, I guess, per se, for like the 17th time, seven, 7,000th time. Um, you know, you know, Billy Corgan, this poor man, you know, he got, he got screwed out of impact. I thought he was going to turn that around. He does some good things with the NWA. Then of course, a global pandemic hits yeah. of all things. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, company goes back down the shitter. And now it seems like maybe they're coming back but we don't know yeah, I mean, you know, this is the, this is the problem with ring of honor too it's like man wwe is signing everybody you know uh aew is signing a lot of people man impact has even signing people people are going to impact for christ's sake um it's just like who's gonna go to the nwa man and and i just like i said do they have enough roster to have like a power type show uh, weekly now, like I, I just—I mean, I don't know. You, you would know better than me, like I said. But I—I I just I don't know. Well, well, right now, the only when you think of NWA, you only think of Nick Aldis because they're everyone. Everyone yeah. either got signed or they're a free agent, like Allison K, Marty Bell, Eddie Kingston is now in AEW. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Stark, he was the first one gone. <laughs> like all these talent, Zicky Dice, he's not on the contract yeah. anymore with NWA, and he. Apparently, with his time in NWA wasn't that great either. So all these talents, they're they're kind of gone. But okay, so fantasy booking, if you will, right? So if they take everything off of YouTube, that just makes me think that somebody bought their uh, library. Well, well, okay. Because so- why would you leave it on there? You know what I mean? Like, like if somebody mm-hmm. now bought yeah. your library, they don't want you to put it out somewhere. So we're going if we're going by Meltzer's word, he's mm. saying that this has nothing to do with AEW. But hypothetically speaking, WWE. You know what? I didn't think of, <laughs> I'm thinking, you know what it is? You know what it is? I'm instantly thinking AEW, right? Because now we got NBC is and there, now we got Universal. Is there, okay, so, so I'll put this question to Ryan first and I'll get in and we'll go from there. What are your thoughts on the possibility of either WWE or AEW possibly buying the NWA? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind AEW, I guess, buying them. But, I mean, who are they taking? Thunder Rosa and, and Nick Aldis? I mean... Well, I, I listen, think they'll buy it more. Th- they'll buy more for the library than any of the rest the of the library. The library, yeah. I mean, I guess I don't have a problem with it. Like I said, I don't really think, like, if the NWA folds again, um, <laughs> it's it, it's not like it's going to kill the business, right? Because nobody's even no. really there anyways. Um so yeah, I don't really have a problem with, uh, you know, I would prefer AEW, mm-hmm. right? You know, uh, purchase it. I'm, I'm, I'm than in the WWE, same boat too. But yeah, I, I don't really, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Like I said, it's not going to kill the. Ryan business. doesn't give a like, shit. You know, <laughs> no, because no, I don't. I, I mean, like I said, I'm a wrestling fan, but it's just like it's just like nobody there would really be yeah. out of a job, you know. You, damn, oh, you Nick Aldis. Think, you know, but think about Nick Aldis, man. That dude. No, but but okay. So it, what? It's a to me, yeah. it's a crime and a travesty how. Nick Aldis is not like 
in a in a bigger role in one of these major companies, could whether be anywhere, whether it's AEW or WWE at this point, he could like, be a main guy. Nick Aldis has a look, and mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I think he's added so much credibility to that world title. Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's. Like I said, I mean, I can't speak like I've watched every single match of his, but like, yeah, he's besides Cody, right? Um, for that short stint, hasn't he held this belt for like the longest? Yeah. Like, like, how long has he been the champion? If you don't count that small Cody reign, like, well, who was the champion before him? He's had the title for like two years, I think. That's what I'm saying. Like, 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 it's 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 getting to the point where you see that belt now. And you think of Nick Aldis. You don't think of anybody else. Like, that rich history that that belt has with all, how many people have held that belt in history. Mm-hmm. Literally, all you think about is Nick Aldis now because he's the <laughs> only one that's held that freaking thing. And, you know, the 10 pounds of gold, man, I am a fan of that belt. That belt is beautiful. Yeah, right. it is. Um, but, but now, but, so when yeah. when uh, Corgan actually bought the NWA, they didn't have a TV show. They, he basically just bought it for the library. He bought it for the rights. He bought it because he couldn't buy Impact, so he bought. No, no, the no. NWA. But I'm saying, like, so yeah, right. He so, settled for NWA yeah. <laughs> after <laughs> Dixie screwed him out or whoever it was. Uh, but if we actually look at it, right? It, again, they were the hardest hit because it was just starting out. You know, they, uh, again, they were what two seasons in, and it wasn't even like ten episodes, but. I think, again, if somebody did buy them, it's more for what they're able to do with the library other than anything else. Dave Meltzer can say yeah. is not AEW, but it's very connected to a lot of the people that are, are in AEW. Logistically, right, like, it wouldn't make sense for Tony to buy it. Yeah. yeah. Like, if it's not him, who? I, the WWE, why would they need it for LA Knight? They don't need LA Knight shit. I, yeah. go, watch, go get, go purchase the Impact Library. You probably see more highlights of him there than in the NWA. So I don't, I don't understand what Vince would want to do with it. Um, like I said, hey, could I, be, it, it could be sense. Ring of Honor. You guys never know. Well, that's a good, that's a great segue, Leo. <laughs> that's what I'm here for you all week. Oh I'm, Lord, that's a great segue, Leo. Because you mentioned Ring of Honor, and Ring of Honor did make an announcement this week that they signed EC3 mm. to a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, I like EC3, but I do. Do you see EC3 really moving the needle for Ring of Honor, Ryan? No. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, should cue that Dean Ambrose meme where he, uh, uh, from the Shield. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I like EC3, but I don't see it happening. He, you know what? EC3 was kind of better off just staying with Impact. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I can't really listen. Like, I don't know what's going through his mind with with you know, when you have all these companies like AEW and Impact who are killing it right now, and then you choose to go to a company like Ring of Honor. I don't know what he's thinking. But maybe, you know, spending all that time in Impact previously, he just wanted something new. Uh, you know, some, even though there's probably a lot more uh, new, fresh talent there from the from when he was in Impact, Impact beforehand. Right. Maybe he just wanted a change of scenery altogether. So I really can't blame him. Um, I'm not even sure if AEW even contacted him because I just feel like if they did contact him, he would have went there. So maybe they weren't interested, which I can't really blame them. You know, I, I do like EC3. He's a great uh, promo. I'm not too fond of his wrestling uh, skills in ring, so I really feel like AEW doesn't really need him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't really fault him. We'll see what happens. Probably, what, did he signed like, multi-year deal probably, like two-year deal? I would assume. I mean. You know, it, see if he can he can up his stock a little bit more, and then when he's a free agent again, maybe he'll be 
you know, in play for AEW or something like that. I don't know, but um, you know, like I said, I, I can't really, I don't really know what's going through his mind when he, you know, he writes on Instagram, the three-letter company I chose is ROH, and I'm just like, huh, that one? That's what you chose? Like, I don't I'm know, telling man. you, dude, that Sinclair money's pretty good, man. You I know, get, we yeah. could, we we could um, they could be making a power move. We don't know that. They could be. <laughs> hey, I have faith in wrestling. They could be making a power move. You know, Listen, I mean, somebody's got to be positive. Unless, here, so. unless, and I said this last week, unless they get somebody else in that booking team, like a Bully Ray, which Ryan mentioned last week, mm-hmm. Delirious is not doing it. He ain't he ain't cutting the mustard, man. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So, again, fantasy booking, let's just say that Ring of Honor and NWA now become one, and then you do bring Bully Ray. And that changes the game. Because now you're. They tried that at one point, Ring of Honor and NWA, and it didn't really go so smooth. Yeah, but about a few months, and then. uh, But but again, again, but it all depends on on what you're trying to get out of. Remember now, again, this whole COVID thing, it affected everybody, but I think it affected NWA the most because it was such a, a niche that you couldn't just pick that up and move it anywhere. The second you took that show out of that studio, it wasn't that show. I will say this. When it comes to the pandemic, and I'll even say the Speaking Now movement, those two things affected Ring of Honor and NWA the most. All these other companies, they mm-hmm. you know, they came out of there well or to okay, you know. It didn't really yeah. affect other companies. But the yeah. speaking the whole speaking now movement yeah. and the pandemic, man, it was like it was like one earthquake and a tornado just it was collided. Like, it was like a one-two punch. <laughs> and yeah, then yeah. it just mm-hmm. affected Ring of Honor and NWA to the point where it's like going to what Ryan said. Who's really talking about it? And I hate saying that because yeah. we want to see all these companies do good. Like I, I don't want to, I don't want to shit on Ring of Honor. But like, what is Ring of Honor doing? Yes, they have great talent, but they're not doing anything for me to be it's, like. Yeah, you, you, it's not even you're shitting on them. You're just speaking the God's honest truth. Nobody's watching Ring of Honor. Right. Like nobody's talking about Ring of Honor. Like you forget they're even still in existence. I mean, I, I just I. I literally forget that they even exist sometimes, unless I go on Instagram and I, or Twitter and I see that they post something on there. I just, like I said, they have a pay per view coming up. I mean, God, I mean, I, I just, I would love to see the numbers of who's ordering the pay per view. Who is ordering a Ring of Honor pay per view for forty bucks? Who? I don't think anybody is, but I think Mario no, I mean, already got to see it. Hey, Mario, what does it say on screen? <laughs> on screen personnel for NWA. <laughs> How many people are on there for their mail? So you got Damon Sandow. Uh-huh. You got uh J.R. Kratos, which he he does a lot of New Japan strong stuff. Nick Aldis, the Pope, which the Pope to me, it's another guy. Why I don't the Pope, I, he's there? Wow, I forgot yeah, about still, him. Yeah. I don't know how that dude is not signed to a major company. And Trevor Murdoch. And Trevor Murdoch. That's it. <laughs> That's your whole male roster. <laughs> Jeez, wow. And, and then the female. Camille. Camille. <laughs> Camille has a that's another chick that has like so much talent. Uh, mm-hmm. Serena Deeb, which she's an AEW talent. She's signed she's to AEW. Signed to yes. And, and then Thunder Rosa. That's it. Wow, that's awesome. That's wow. all Three you women. got. Awesome. That, and you, people make fun of AEW's women's division. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. They have know. more backstage personnel yeah. than they actually have talent. Yeah. Damn, man. All right. You know what? This is making yeah. me depressed. Let's, let's change this. Yeah, this is depressing. Let's move on to... Uh, <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about something that, that, Billy that everyone's Billy watching this and he's like, change, change the subject. It's a, let's talk about something that everyone's talking about. That's New Japan. Because New Japan, oh, yeah. they... they uh, they, they definitely made a lot of headlines this week. So let's start off with um, some unfortunate news. Hiromu Takahashi, 
He ended up vacating the junior heavyweight championship. Obviously, we saw what ended up happening this morning. But, man, this guy can't catch a break, bro. He he comes back from a crazy career-ending neck injury, right, which no one expected him mm-hmm. to come back. He comes back a year and some change later. He has this big show in the Wrestle Kingdom. He's been having a great year. Great year, a little over a year, and boom, he gets injured again. Obviously, it's not a neck injury, but, yeah, but still, it's still he, an, he's injury, still an injury. He's out. He's going to be out, I think, by leave, what, six months, I think? Yeah, six to 12 months. Or actually, oh, no, that was that was Anna Jay. I think I think it was like six months or something like that. But, um, yeah, dude, man, this guy, like you said, he just can't catch a break uh, no matter what the injury is. He's one of those guys that's always going to be injury prone. That's like when he gets on a roll and he has momentum, it's like, you fear that something like this is going to happen and mm-hmm. here we go. It, it has happened. And um, yeah, man, it, it, it just sucks. And it's a big blow to the junior division, but you know, obviously they made a right decision this morning that we'll get into, but um, yeah, man, it's, it, it's tough. Cause he's one of my favorite wrestlers. To he's watch. so good. Not he, just in new Japan, but in the world, man, yeah. he's awesome. So much fun. And uh, you know, he's young. All the injuries he's had already. Sucks, man. I- injuries are the worst uh, when it comes to like things like this with sports and, and wrestling because it's just like it- it's just a killer, man. Yeah, it's definitely unfortunate. Before we talk about Castle Attack <laughs> that happened this weekend, yo, this took me by surprise. So New Japan Strong, they've been fucking building it up for weeks on AWTV and New Japan. Um, we had the main event, Moxley, John Moxley defending the United States Championship against Kenta. And in a shocking twist, yo, John Moxley went over and beat Kenta. I was, yeah, he did. I was for sure that Kenta was gonna be the new U.S. champion, bro. I don't know what you thought about it, but this caught me by surprise. Yeah, no, I, I did too because I thought uh, Moxley is gonna go away for a while. You know, uh, following the Revolution, I heard rumors that he's going away after that for a little while, maybe to be with Renee, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. Just take some time off. You know, he's been grinding for a while now. He deserves some time off, and I think. You know, it won't hurt AEW because they have uh, good people in place to, you know, kind of take over that role. Uh, so I thought, you know, it just makes sense with like he's taking time off of AEW and then he's going to drop this belt. But then the more I thought about it, I said, you know, Tony Khan uh, signed off on this match. He approved of this match happening. And I highly doubt he would do so if it involved John Moxley taking a clean loss to Kenta. Uh, you know, right before a big pay-per-view match where he's going for the world champion. Right, especially because he's, sure he's catching an L at Revolution. Yeah, of course. But, you know, but if he caught an L here, which I guess it could have it been some shenanigans um, and he could have lost like that. But, you know, on the other hand, too, it's like New Japan loves John Moxley. Okay, I mean, I mean, they love all these, like, foreigners. Like, you know, they love Chris Jericho and everything because they bring eyeballs, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, you know how many people two or three of my friends who don't watch New Japan hit me up for my New Japan login for Friday night because they wanted to watch Moxley versus Kenta. In, in you know, a big part of that was because they set it up nicely on AEW Dynamite. Um, but, you know, just that's that just goes to show that Moxley brings eyes no matter, you know, uh, who he faces. And, um, you know, they obviously know that. They love him and they want to keep him around. They want to keep him coming back and him holding the belt is a reason for him to come back. So I would have liked Kenta to win it, to be honest, so he could bring it back to Japan and we could finally start getting, you know, some feuds, some storylines, some consistent matches for this belt. But I can't fault New Japan for for keeping it on Moxley, and we'll see where it goes, you know, 
from here. And the next time he appears in Japan, that uh, will be a great moment. Especially because you brought up the, the good point that John Moxley brings eyes to the product. Also, keep in mind, New Japan Strong has kind of become its own brand. So I feel like that United States title, it's going to become like a, a key component in that uh, show. Where it's kind of yeah, like yeah. their title. Yeah. I'm not saying that Moxley's not going to bring it back to Japan whenever this pandemic is over, whenever Moxley could get his ass to Japan. But yeah. I feel like maybe we'll start seeing Moxley, you know, after Renee has a baby or whenever he decides to take, you know, uh, whenever his little uh, hiatus is over with, maybe we start seeing him more on New Japan Strong, defending that championship or being in tag matches, setting up feuds, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I wouldn't hate that. That's actually not a bad idea at all. I mean, it makes sense. It's the U.S. belt, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, New Japan Strong is, is almost like an AEW Dark type of show, in my opinion. It's kind of like a show where, you know, for young lions and young talent outside of New Japan, like from the indies, uh, that are given a chance to shine. And then, you know, if they, if they really, you know, work well there and, and New Japan officials like them and they bring them over to Japan, I feel like that's kind of like a developmental show like that. You know, not to mention it's in a terrible time slot on a Friday night at 10 p.m. on New Japan World. <laughs> uh, but besides that, you know, yeah, if if Tony's okay with it and Mox wants to show up there and defend the belt against somebody like, I don't know, like Chris Dickinson, you know, right. a Bloodsport right. rematch, oh. something like that, you know, it will consistently bring eyes to that show and to New Japan in general. So not a bad idea. I, I would not hate that at all. And I, I'm sure Mox would be all for that as well. I think New Japan's... Uh kind of like logic on having it at a 10 o'clock time slot is because like, okay, we're piggybacking off of SmackDown. SmackDown ends. There's probably still fans that, you know, maybe they didn't enjoy SmackDown. They're like, hey, maybe I want to watch more wrestling. Hey, let me go on the New Japan World app and I'll watch, uh, you know, a little under an hour show of, of New Japan wrestling. I think yeah, that's their mindset behind it. It's an easy watch. Right. Easy watch. This is the first time I've actually sat down to watch uh, a strong show. And I watched it from the beginning. I watched all the matches. Ren Narita and um, Chris Dickinson was a great match. Yep. The tag match was fun. Easy watch, you know? Yeah. So. All right. Uh, let's talk about some uh, Castle Attack. I don't want to really spend too much time on night one, even though I thought Jay White and, and Tomohiro Ishii was fucking great. I enjoyed that oh, match. Yeah. And... Um, you know, take away the shenanigans with with Evil and Okada. I thought that match was really good too. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Jay White and um, Ishii. Obviously, if you follow New Japan, you've seen these guys wrestle before, so it's it's no surprise that they killed it. They're both so good. Tomohiro Ishii. I mean, I can't say enough good things about this guy. This guy will never win the big one. Um, you know, he he never really wins big matches. But man, have you ever seen a bad Ishii no. match ever? No. Like, dude, it's unbelievable. This guy is a freaking workhorse. And you look at him, and uh, I always go back to what Kenny Omega used to call him when he was in New Japan. He called him a pudgy dwarf. And every <laughs> single time I see him, like strolling down, you know, the, he his, has his no walk, neck. You know, he has no neck at all. Yeah, he's got no neck. I mean, <laughs> like I said, but pudgy he dwarf. is phenomenal, man. He is one hell of a worker. And, of course, Jay White is so good, too. So, um, yeah, those two killed it. Okada and Evil, as I'm watching that match, I'm like, why are these guys even wrestling? Like, like, what are they fighting over? That's another match I've seen numerous times before. Right. I just don't care. Uh, Evil, the Evil experiment, I was all for it at first. When he first turned heel, joined Bullet Club, won uh, both belts, it just took a turn for the worst, man. Uh, Dick Togo gets involved way too much. Okada with the freaking money clip submission, okay? Okada shouldn't be doing submissions, all right? I know it's it's most likely to protect the Rainmaker, so it's it's okay. But, man, every single time he gets that in, I'm just like, oh, God. Like, I, I just, I, I can't. Between that and the Dick Togo nonsense, 
I've had enough of watching evil matches and I hope uh, he's not really featured in a main event like this for some time until need be, because again, he just, and I think I speak for a lot of people. He just doesn't, doesn't do it for me. I, I definitely want to touch on the whole evil thing uh, too. But b- before you mentioned Ishii, you know what it is about Ishii too? Yeah. He's a short guy, but he doesn't carry himself like a short guy. Like when you no. see him, he looks like a beast. He looks like he, he has some hype to him. But like then when Taz. he is right, and like then Taz but then when though. you see him, like uh, you know, I really noticed how short he was. Like it really hit me when he faced off with John Moxley in one of the G one matches. Like yeah. I was like, wow, this guy really is short. But like, I never, I never noticed it. I guess because he carries us so like big, and he's such a monster. He's a beast. So I ne- it never hit me. And so I saw him face off with Mox. I'm like, wow, damn, Ishii's really that short. Like, it never hit me. <laughs> um, but th- I thought that match was incredible. Um, now, back to the evil thing. You know what it is about evil and dick to go? Which, that the, the name is just something else, dick to go. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, to me, don't fit Bullet Club. They don't. They, they, Why not? They, they just, I don't know, man. Like, they, they just, to me, they just don't fit bullet club they don't have this bullet club swag to them like they they look I, like they the actually, version those two would actually make more sense to be part of like suzuki gun or something like I, to me they just don't they don't fit that that bullet club swag that's just my opinion i don't know how you feel about it ryan no i mean yeah i i can't argue with that um like i said man i i, I like the pairing uh you know i like having dick togo involved obviously if you know you know um I guess what a big name he kind of is, you know, and evil did need somebody, I think, you know, with him, but it's just like, I don't know, man, they could book it differently. You know, I mean, every single time he gets involved way too much. I mean, it's almost, it's almost to the point where it's like Gato, you know, he gets involved in Jay White's matches, but he doesn't even get involved as much as Dick Togo does in evil matches. And it's just kind of like, you know, the shenanigans. Uh, I feel like Gato is more I mean, I like get their heels, but I, I feel like Gato is more like in a Paul Heyman type role when it comes to Jay White, where he'll get a, every now and then he'll get involved, but nothing crazy. Dick yeah. goes every single match. He, he's just there all the time. Yeah, he's strangling people. He's in the ring. He's out of the ring. He's on the apron. I mean, you know, even Jado with with God, you know, okay, he helps them by hitting people with kendo sticks. So he's so he's there for a reason. Dick no. Togo's there. He gets involved and he gets his ass kicked. And then he comes back five minutes later, gets his ass kicked again. He comes back five minutes later, strangles somebody, gets his ass kicked again. It's just like it's 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 tedious. It's repetitive. It's I don't know how anybody can enjoy this. So to me, the evil experiment's not working. They need to do something. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what they what they are going to do, but I just I don't know. Right now, it's just not working. Do you think Do you think it feels like you've seen this before? That's why you're you're so tired of it. Like, hey, we've seen him already. Like, he's going to come back in, like, five minutes, and he's going to get strangled, and he's going to get beat up. And Yeah, it's just nothing different. It's Like I said, mm-hmm. it's the same. You just you know what he's going to do every single time. You know every single time you watch an evil match, it's like, okay, how many times is Dick Togo going to get involved here? It's a, yeah. it, over or under, right? I mean, it's just, just you know it. It might so as well be like, a yeah, drinking game just... at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned – Jado, right? And it's funny that you mentioned him because when he first joined Bullet Club, I was not a fan of Jado at all being part of Bullet Club and being paired with G.O.D. I was like, yo, this guy's kind of like Vincent in the NWO. Like, he just yeah. looks like a chump. But I don't know. Maybe he found his groove and found like, okay, this is the role I need to play in Bullet Club. I- I've actually now, like I'll say within the last maybe six months or so, 
I've actually have enjoyed Jado being paired with Gorillas of Destiny, and now he's he's a role player. He obviously with the candlestick or whatever, and it kind of makes sense now him being paired up with God. And they defended the tag titles against uh, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi, and thank fucking God <laughs> they did not drop those tag titles. No disrespect to Hody- Hiroki Goto because I'm a fan of his, but I cannot stand Yoshihashi. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I was I was actually worried that they were going to drop the belts <laughs> to them. I, I really was, man. I, lately, you know, with the push that they've been given, um, I'm like, oh, no, they can't have G.O.D. drop the belts here, right? And, and then I thought, yeah, maybe they will because, you know, there's really not that many tag teams in the division. So you give it to them, which sets up another match against G.O.D., and then maybe G.O.D. can win it back. But thank God they didn't go that route. Giotto comes to save the day with the kendo stick help G.O.D. get the dub and uh, retain those titles. And, uh, yeah, man, at one point, it was actually in the beginning of the match, Yoshihashi gets powerbombed, and the dude looks dead in the middle of the ring, bro. I thought it was a legit injury, dude. I thought they were going to mm-hmm. call the match right oh, there. Oh, yeah. But he just was... this idiot selling, like, he's like you know. <laughs> he just, and I just, I, I can't, I, I just can't stand him, bro. I can't stand him on my yeah. screen. Like, even the second the belt rang he just jumps on i feel, i think like tangalo or whatever and they both just i'm like oh yeah, my yeah. god he's just so Dude, I, you know what i can't stand i can't stand his theme song oh yeah it's, it's pretty it's a trash it sounds like like i don't know every time i i hear it it sounds like like a bunny hopping in like the woods <laughs> or something like that it's just like it's it's very like weird like i just like i don't know it's just not i don't know like you got to if you don't know what i'm talking about go look up yoshihashi's yeah. theme song it's weird it's like dun dun it's almost as bad as Kenta's. So so now that G.O.D. picked up the win against Yoshihashi and Goto, and Jay White obviously picked up the victory against Ishii, yo, any chance to get a rematch for those six-man tag straps and finally get the switch, bro? Come on, man. In theory, in theory, they should get another shot at them. I, I agree. I, I, was in for, I was all for them winning it the first time, but... Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to revisit that. I mean, I guess they always could. Um, yeah, they should have won those belts. Man. We have a we have. Isn't they an anniversary show happening this Thursday? Yep. They could always get a shot for those titles on that show. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they have a press conference tonight uh, regarding that show. So they're going to start announcing some matches. I mean, you know, it makes sense because you know Jay White was feuding with um, you know Ishi, and you know those two are feuding with. Yoshihashi and and Goto. So, yeah, set it up again and let the right team win this time, please. If you want to make those belts somewhat relevant, put it on them. <laughs> exactly. All right. Tanahashi defending the Never Open Weight Championship against Great Okan. You know what's funny? Until um, – I always forget the dude's name. We were talking about him before on commentary with Kevin Kelly. Uh, not a uh, – Chris Charlton. Chris Charlton. I don't know why I always forget this dude's name. So he kind of gave a backstory during Tanahashi's entrance on why, because Tanahashi always rocks the belt around his waist, but for whatever reason, the second mm-hmm. he won this title, he has been rocking it around his waist. And I'm like, why? So me, like a schmuck, I'm thinking like maybe his maybe his waist is just too big and the belt just doesn't <laughs> fit him, right? And that's what I started thinking, like like a schmuck. But then Chris Charlton gave a backstory saying that Tanahashi feels like he hasn't earned the right to wear the title around his waist yet. Like, he wants to earn that right. Which I was like, man, that's a pretty cool backstory to it. Yeah, you know, Storyline. Right. There, there's some storytelling mm-hmm. there. So I was like, man, this is pretty cool. So we get this match. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought their Wrestle Kingdom match was better. I didn't really enjoy this match too much. I'm not saying it was a bad match. 
I just thought the Russell Kingdom match was better. Great O'Conn, I think with him is hit or miss. Um, yeah. And then also, sidebar, the United Empire to me, yo, it, it's starting to be like a fluke. And I'm not saying that they're like. What do you mean a fluke? Like how? They're being a fluke because they're not doing nothing yeah. with them. They keep catching L's. And I'm not saying that they're retribution levels, but <laughs> they're like, they're they're not, they don't they're mean levels. anything. They don't mean anything <laughs> yeah. at all. Like, Will Ospreay makes his incredible heel turn. He starts his new faction, and they done nothing with them. And they have Jeff Cobb in there. You have Will Ospreay. You could say whatever you want to say about Great Okan, but like they don't mean anything anymore. But nonetheless, Tanahashi picks up the win. So hopefully, whether it's this at, at anniversary show or maybe in the New Japan Cup, we start seeing Tanahashi actually wear the bell around his waist. But Ryan, let me get your thoughts. Yeah, man. Let's. That's a big reason why the new japan commentary team is outstanding man i mean they they literally have every little detail in their back pocket i mean chris charlton that guy is like a a japanese encyclopedia when it comes Mm -hmm. to like new japan history and everything that guy is like one of the smartest dudes in the world he knows everything but even kevin kelly he when he does his research and he you know gives uh backstory and insider and analysis and and, and all these different things that you have no idea about, you know, he refreshes the stories really well, puts yep. everything in perspective really well. If you, like, are watching New Japan for the first time, like, you will automatically become very familiar with everything that's going on. And you, everything will make sense to you because the commentary team leads you in yeah. that direction. And that's exactly what a commentary team is supposed to do. So that's why, without a doubt, those... those Two, uh, those two. You know, when Gino comes on, Rocky comes on. He's good too. But Kevin I, I miss Gino so Chris much. Charlton. I was so happy Gino was here. Yeah. He's hilarious. I fucking love Gino Gambino. Dude, he's so funny, man. I think when Dick Togo came out this morning, he's like, "We all need a little dick in our lives." Yeah, he and, did say that. And then he, he did... and then he went on Twitter and he's like, "I'm getting fired for that." <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, but but isn't but, isn't that what wrestling is supposed to be like? You're supposed to laugh. You're supposed to have a good time. Yes, like yes, of course. It, it's, yeah. it's he just said something. Like again, it goes with the joke. Do you, or do you think that this guy Dick chose that name for <laughs> anything else other than that, just to get a laugh out of it? Again, yeah, yeah. I like I said, I had no problem with that. I, I, I enjoy Gino, and you know those three. You know, it's always entertaining. Like I said, um, so yeah, that that backstory was awesome, and you know, it's 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 cool. It makes sense. You know, it's it's Tanahashi wants to make that championship big again. You know, mm-hmm. I think he said in the backstage comments he wants to bring that to like heavyweight title like prestige which is like okay probably not going to happen but hey if he can uh, get that belt and make it you know relevant must see and every single time he's defending that you want to watch the never open weight title match that's off tanahashi and mission accomplished Mm -hmm. i'm glad he retained because not a huge fan of great okan i think uh we've we spoke about that when i was on the show talking wrestle kingdom doesn't really do much for me he is hit or miss um i don't think he's terrible but he just doesn't you know, I, I'm just not 100% sold on him yet. Uh, he did add a couple of new moves to his arsenal that he that he whipped out in this match, which was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I, I I would probably agree that the Wrestle Kingdom match was better. Um, I really thought he was going to win here. I really oh, did. Thank I thought, God he you know, did. He was, <laughs> uh, yo, I, I I thought they were going to strap the rocket to this guy and and everything. But as as far as what you were saying with the United Empire, I 100% agree. Right now, they just look like a bunch of losers. Uh, I mean, they just they're not. They're not booked strong. They're losing matches left and right. And I'm kind of shocked because, you know, Gato seems to know what he's doing all the time. And, you know, 
this new group uh, had a lot of had a lot of momentum going for them. You know, following Wrestle Kingdom at the New Year's Dash when they took out Kojima and Tenzan, yeah. and had a lot going for them. And uh, you know, then Cobb gets pinned by by Kojima in the opening tag match, and Great Okan loses here. It's just kind of like where do they go from here? And I don't know. They think, just they, they don't really seem to have anything for these guys. Think about it. In 2021, Kojima and Tenzan are, are pinning yeah. Osprey and Jeff Cobb. Yeah. In 2021 yeah. and clean, right? I know. Clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's surprising, man. I I don't really I don't I don't understand it, and it's it's not something New Japan normally does. So I'm kind of shocked at that. So you know that was a main reason why I was interested in the show too. I'll put aside like the four title matches, I was really curious to see what direction this company is going to go in moving forward. You know, as we move on in, in 2021 here, because it just seems like. I'm just a little confused at some of the directions with, you know, Osprey's group and with Jay White and, you know, where they're going with the IC title and, and you know, all these different things. So, um, I don't know. It should be an interesting next couple of weeks and months. You, you know, I would actually prefer, like, get rid of Great Ocon because he's, he's really – I try to give him a chance and the more and more I see this guy work. And like like Ryan, like Ryan said, he's not terrible, but he's just not doing it for me. Take him out, put evil and dick to go in the group, and then we got oh, something God. there. <laughs> then we got something there. Now we got now we got a stable. <laughs> All right. <let's... laughs> hey man, I'll tell you what, I'm telling you, evil to me, he, he does he does nothing because I'm a bullet club fan, right? And when it comes yeah. to bullet club, you need to have like a type of swagger to you. And I don't know, man. I I, tr- I didn't necessarily hate his uh little cup of coffee he had with the with the dual championships, but like I don't know, man. I think they did that as like drastic measures. Like the pandemic is going on, we can't get some of the the guys you know over here to Japan. Let let's do something crazy. Let's put right, the yeah. titles on Evil. Yeah. I, he just does nothing for me when it comes to the Bullet Club. May, maybe either keep him as a singles act, him and Dick To Go. Maybe he gets kicked out of Bullet Club and he just he's a loner with Dick To Go managing him. Or mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he'll fit better with United Empire. I don't know. But do you think that sometimes they 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 just put him in the Bullet Club? Just to kind of push them, but they don't necessarily fit. I think they, they it was a da- drastic measure from New Japan because mm-hmm. of the pandemic yeah. and what was going on. That that's my opinion. I can be okay. wrong. Um, all right, let's talk about something that was really really great on the show, and th- that was this three way: El Desperado, yeah. El Fantasmo, and Bushi, and El Gato. No, sorry, sorry. You, you know what? <laughs> Congratulations, you played yourself. So, incredible three-way. I was really rooting for my boy, El Fantasmo, to get this championship. But you know what? I think they made the right call with El Desperado. This guy, you know what it is with El Desperado? Because he has a really great look to him, right? You know, mm-hmm. with, the, with the makeup and the eye contacts and, and the mask looks crazy, right? But you can make the argument that this guy didn't have, like, his breakout moment mm-hmm. till that match he had with Takahashi at the end of oh, 2020. Yeah. And then that's when people started looking at him differently, and they put the they put the the junior heavyweight championship on him this morning. And you know what? As much as I'm a big fan of ELP and Bushi, I like Bushi too. But I really wanted ELP to win. But I can't. It's hard to argue that they didn't make the right call with putting it on Desperado. And now we're gonna get a a pretty interesting match at the anniversary show. But we'll get to that in a bit. But Ryan, what did you think of this three way? Outstanding match, man. I mean, so good. I knew this match was going to be really good. This is one of the ones that I was really looking forward to, and I'm glad it was the co-main event on this show because uh, so deserving of it. So it's kind of like we were talking before, like how depressing it is with Tana, uh, Takahashi, uh, you know, vacating his belt, obviously, due to, due to injury. 
but uh, it created a, an interesting scenario here with this three-way. And uh, I kind of wanted ELP to win, too. I was uh, pretty confident that he would because he was supposed to get this match against Hiromu before Hiromu got hurt. So I figured they would just give him the belt, uh, whether he was supposed to win or not. They kind of have no choice now. But I'm so happy they didn't and they gave it to El Desperado because, like you said, ever since the best of the Super Juniors at the end of last year, I mean, he I've been a huge fan of him. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he's been grinding out for so long. He's never won this belt. This is a long time coming for him. Uh, great character. I loved when he took off the mask oh, in the middle of that so match. Dope. So oh, dope. He was that was so badass. Um and I love the spot in this match too, when ELP, the great heel that he is, takes off his mask and starts wearing it, and then all of a sudden he comes back with a new one. And, um, dude, like, those three work great with each other. Bushi is, is awesome, too. And, um, you know, ELP will be fine because ELP is, is going to be one of the, the staples of this division for right. a while now because, you know, there's just not a lot of guys in this division. And I think he goes on to win Best of the Super Juniors, and I we see ELP and El Desperado have a feud uh, somewhere down the line, probably in the summer at the Minion or whatever like that. ELP will be fine, but I'm so glad they went with Desperado in this case because he absolutely deserves it. And got a lot of good positive feedback on social media, too. A lot of people yeah. are huge fans of Desperado yeah. now, which is awesome to see. So this is what uh, New Japan needed. They needed a new, I'm not going to say ace because Hiromu was still the face of the junior division right. and exit ELP, but they needed somebody like Desperado to break out in a huge way because... Hiromu is not going to be in this division forever. ELP is not going to be in this division forever. They just need to keep making the next new star to to headline this division. And right now, uh, it's it's all on Desperado, so it's awesome to see. And I think with Desperado, too, why maybe he was kind of overlooked is because he was, for the most part, he was always booked in multi-man matches or tag yeah, matches yeah. and stuff. So he was never he never really got that singles role. But after the best of the Super Juniors match with, with Takahashi, it's like, wow, man, this guy could go. And like you said, the whole mass removal and stuff. Uh, uh, by the way, he's 37. Well, guess what? He's the, he fucking moves no, no, like he's in his 20s. I know. Yeah. That's, um, why, that's why I brought it up. He's been around. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. and, so he's been pretty much overlooked for for years now and going to the whole ELP uh, conversation, you know, I would love the scenario that you just pitched right now where we get this feud revisit, whether it's a dominion or somewhere down the line, maybe uh, ELP wins the best of the super juniors, but man, how talented this dude is. I hope maybe in 2022, this guy bulks up and moves on to the heavyweight division. Cause this guy to me, like if, and when right, Jay white decides to kind of go somewhere else I could see mm -hmm. this guy potentially being the new leader of the Bullet Club. I think he's that good. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he, he oozes charisma and just every single hand gesture, face, facial expression, just every little thing he does, um, it's just like you can't take your eyes off of him, man. And, and not to mention he's outstanding in the ring. He flies around the ring like a, you know, a great high flyer. You know, he could... He could do everything, you know. Those the balancing act on yes. those on the uh, tur dude that was awesome, man. He and he was going back and forth uh, this, on it. Man, he's he is truly something special. And like I said, they know what they have with him, and he'll be more than fine. And like I said, I think bigger things are on the horizon for him, like best of the super juniors, possibly winning that. And uh, yeah, I, I I agree though. I could see in time and possibly becoming the. The leader of, of the Bullet Club because he fits well in the Bullet Club with his with how cocky and arrogant yes. and just got that he's got that old school Finn Balor type you know um, 
like Prince Debit type it's of It's like swagger. a little bit of Finn Balor, a little bit of Kenny Omega. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So in some, it wasn't even a controversial match. I think it was more controversial. Some of the comments he made afterwards where you're like, what the fuck is going on? We get another Tetsuya Naito, Kota Ibushi match. They fucking killed each other. I don't think this is one of their best matches, but it was still a good match, a really good match. Um, and I really wanted Naito to go over to take that Intercontinental Championship, bring it back home because, you know, Naito and that championship go so far back and Kota Ibushi went over. And now we're kind of in limbo with what's going on with these dual championships. Are they going to be defended together? Are they going to be defended separately? Are Is the Intercontinental Championship going to be, you know, n- you know, not a thing anymore? Um, and then we get this press conference where... It was a bigger question mark because Kota Bushi was saying like, well, the Intercontinental Championship is not going anywhere, but they're going to be together. And you're like, what? So, but you just made a title defense for the Intercontinental Championship. So I don't, I don't, Make up your mind. Right? I don't know where, <laughs> what direction New Japan is going. I still hope somewhere down the line, someone takes that IC Championship away from Kota Ibushi. Uh, but nonetheless, I thought this whole show was great and the main event was good. I don't think it was one of their best matches, but still a good match. Or uh, Ryan, what did you think of this whole uh, Bushi Naito IC Championship situation? Yeah, I mean, how many times have we seen these guys wrestle each other, right? So it's kind of like a, another match, which is kind of like you roll your eyes, but you know it's going to be great because they work great together. But it's just like how many times have we seen this? So I'm not going to lie. It was my... Not even just because of, like, we've seen it a bunch of times, but I was so tired last night while watching this that, like, I, I caught myself, like, my eyes, like, closing a little bit, and I had to, like, wake myself up. And I don't know. I just, like, I watched it, but I didn't, like, invest, like, heavy into it. You know, I was on my phone as well, too. Just, just because, like, again, we've seen these two so many times. It's just, like, what are they going to do here that's so different or that's going to be so much better than what we've already seen? So the main thing here was I wanted to see the outcome. I wanted to see who was going to win this match. And, you know, I thought there was a good chance Naito was going to win and take the IC belt. But then I was like, well, this this is also another possibility of him not winning. Because the thing with New Japan is when they tease something, they usually always deliver on it, whether it's good or it's bad. So, for example, Kota Ibushi is not going to talk about unifying the belts if they didn't have plans to do Mm -hmm. it. You right. know, it's kind of like when Tetsuya Naito said um, a few years ago that he wanted, uh, you know, the, the double championships to be like defended at the same time or whatever. Like, or he wanted to be a, a, the first double champion. He said that in like May. And then the following Wrestle Kingdom, they ended up doing that. The double dash gold, uh, gold dash, whatever yeah. it was for the two championships. So the same thing here with Ibushi. If he says he's going to unify the belts, unfortunately, I think they're going to unify, unify the belts. And mm. I am not for that by any means, but... Like I said, when New Japan says something, they always normally deliver on it. So I wasn't shocked. <laughs> I wasn't shocked that uh, the Naito didn't win here. And, um, you know, we got that face-to-face with El Desperado and Ibushi that for the great. anniversary show. That was which great. is, you know, uh, that's a tradition for the anniversary show. For those who aren't familiar, the junior champ always faces off with the heavyweight champ. And, you know, usually a non-title match. In this case, the championships are on the line. Uh, the heavyweight champ always usually goes over obviously but um and it's funny too because i just actually saw a tweet before we went on the air that it's just like new japan probably had hiromu and ibushi set for the anniversary show right (laughs) but instead what fell into their laps was a match seven years in the making 
because mm-hmm. when El Desperado came back to New Japan, he faced off with Ibushi. This was in 2014 for the junior belt when Ibushi was the champion. Right. And now, seven years later, we're getting a match between those two, and El Desperado is junior heavyweight champ, and Kota Ibushi is world heavyweight champ. That is awesome. Full Again, circle. That was so unintentional. Right. But it just worked out, <laughs> and that is awesome. Yeah, they, they really backed up into it, that one. The, you, you know what <laughs> yeah, it is? Sometimes, sometimes the story, the storytelling in New Japan is just next level. Everything comes full it circle, is. even when it's something is, it wasn't meant to happen, but somehow it just happened. Yeah, and that could be why they went with El Desperado instead of ELP too. Maybe right. they said, you know, we got this better story here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe they did have plans to put it on ELP, but then when they looked at it, they said, well, we need the Junior Champ to go ahead and and go at it with the heavyweight champ at the anniversary show and and desperado is the better opponent and we got the story and man i'm telling you it, it everything works out um so yeah i'm pumped for that match but you know as far as ibushi unifying the belts man oh. i just don't know why you would get rid of that beautiful intercontinental <laughs> title oh. again you're keeping belts like the 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 six-man tag belts you're keeping belts like the junior tags mm-hmm but you're getting rid of the IC title? It makes no sense. The best Dude, one you I have. I hate it, man. Yeah. And then what you were saying, too, it's just like in the backstage comments, which Chris Charlton was translating, which I, I don't think he was wrong in translating. No. He's always spot on. I don't even think Kota Ibushi knows what he was talking about. <laughs> but, yeah, Ibushi's talking about, you know, he don't want to take away the belt. He wants to keep this legacy rolling, but he wants to make the belts one. Why? And I'm sitting there at 3 a.m. like, I know I'm exhausted. No, no, no. You heard it right. What is this I'll... dude saying right now? <laughs> so you know how you said that you were falling asleep during the Naito and Obushi yeah. match, right? So I was kind of there too, but I just kept on setting up. And I'm like, no, no, I got to watch this. So then after the match is over, I see the whole um, Desperado and Kota Ibushi exchange. Yeah. Now I'm wide awake. I see the press conference or whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck is Ibushi talking about right now? I'm wide <laughs> awake. Know. I'm wide awake trying to analyze what the fuck he's talking about. So let, let me put it to you this way. You guys remember the TNA? Uh, um, I'm 50% of a man, 33% with yeah, so Steiner. Scott Steiner. Okay, yeah. remember yeah. there's a Spanish commentary table that's actually translating real time what he's saying. Right. So again, you have no idea where that's going well, yeah, until yeah. they tell you later. Right. <laughs> so again, oh. try. Just, just remember Scott Steiner. So, um, <laughs> two last things on New Japan, and then we'll talk about everything else. Because, you know, if we don't talk about WWE, people get upset. <laughs> There's a yeah. world outside of WWE? Yeah. You know, people get upset. Like, oh, how come, Ay, you're, not talking about, how come you're not talking about the Chamber of Elimination? <laughs> um, that shit was whack. <laughs> so, New Japan Cup. We're, like, almost there, New Japan Cup. I'm going to just make my prediction now. I think the final is Okada J. White. That's my prediction. Okay, yeah. Um, it's Uh-oh. tough. Well, because obviously, <laughs> I think the, the brackets are probably going to come out tonight. Yeah, yep. I would assume. Um, and it will be posted at Lucha Outsiders and the Royal Ramble and all these, and yes, Russell Radar. Yes, and, so you know, all you will things. know when we know. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just throw out a, um, a New Japan Cup prediction of who I think is going to win the whole thing. And it's not Okada, it's not Jay White. I think it's going to be Shingo Tagagi, man. I think Shingo is going to win, and it's going to set up Shingo and Ibushi at, uh, I guess, the April event, because the winner of the New Japan Cup gets the next title shot at whatever that is. And, uh, you know, because I just don't think they're going to invest in something like uh, like Jay White and Ibushi again this soon. You know, they're probably going to build Jay White up a little bit more you, before he I goes think, back to the title. I think and again, Jay- how many times... 
I think Jay White has a better chance of winning the G1 than in Japan. Yeah. Because how many times is Jay White going to face off with the champion and lose, you know? So it's like, I wouldn't book him in that if he's not going to lose. And I wouldn't take the belts off of Ibushi, obviously. Um, and Okada, I'm good, man. I'm good right now. I, lo- I love the Rainmaker, but dude, like, he just... I, I, he's good right now. He doesn't need to hold the belts again the- right now. Let Ibushi have this. And I feel like if you book Okada in that spot... <laughs> It's tough to see him lose. So I feel like a guy like Shingo, an up-and-coming guy who breaks out, it's kind of like um, when Zack Sabre Jr. won, right, in 2018 to get that match with Okada. That was great for him to win that, right? A great match with Okada. Obviously, he wasn't winning it, but it was a good showcase to see him in a a big spot. I think the same thing with Shingo. I think he dropped the never-open weight belt to Tanahashi. We haven't really seen much of him. He wasn't even on the cards uh, for for these shows. And, um, you know, we could see him win the New Japan Cup, and get that big match against Ibushi, which will be freaking phenomenal. Right. And, uh, you know, he'll lose, but it'll do more more good than bad for him. The, the only reason I bring up Okada's name is because the promo he cut last night after the night one of Castle Attack, and two, it's like, yo, this guy's been away from the world title picture in a year and some change now. I think it's like I think it's 14 months from what uh Chris Charleston said on commentary, I think last night. I think it's been 14 months that he's not been in the main event picture or a tie. That's what I'm thinking, like, yo, they could potentially have Okada win the New Japan Cup and then Obushi beats him. That's another fucking big win for Obushi defeating yeah. Okada. That's the only reason I mentioned Okada. But I do agree with you. I don't need to see Okada uh, winning a, a world title. Hopefully this pandemic is over with so we could get Okada to the States on a Dynamite and mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling because I mm-hmm. think there's more, uh, there's more stock and more interest in him coming to the States than him winning the IWGP Heavyweight Championship again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And and if I'm booking this 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 stuff, yeah, I totally. I would have Ibushi win over Okada. That would be huge. That would be massive. But every single time Okada's in a title match, I just don't have confidence that he's going to lose that match. Right. And that's the problem I have. So that's why I say somebody like Shingo. But yeah, if somebody like um, Okada wants to win there and we want to get a Another banger of a match between Ibushi and Okada. I am not opposed to that, but as long as Ibushi goes over, that's right. the main thing. Right. And I think he would. I, I, I don't think they're changing the belts at at you know that show and, and this soon. You know, I think they have something good with Ibushi going on here, and I just don't see him losing this belt at least, the very least, until Wrestle Kingdom next year. Yeah. One last thing on New Japan, and then we're going to talk about some other stuff. <sighs> well. Marty Skrull made the news this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Marty. Um, oh, man. <laughs> okay, so Marty Skrull made the rounds this week that he appeared on a New Japan Strong taping, which, you know, props to New Japan because for these New Japan Strong tapings, you never know when they're taped. It's very, like... Secretive. It's very secretive. Like you don't know if it got if it got taped like the end of fucking twenty twenty. If it got taped in the beginning of twenty twenty one, you just never know. But, but isn't yeah. the way wrestling's supposed to be? Like keep your mouth shut, wait for it to actually show on TV. Right. That's how it's supposed to be. But you always hey, have you know so <laughs> you always have somebody Sorry. reporting shit. But yeah, um, right. so it was uh, reported this week that Marty Scroll was at one of the New Japan Strong tapings. Uh, it was first reported that he was just backstage hanging out, and then it came out that he was involved in an angle. I believe it had something to do with Rocky Romero. I could be wrong mm-hmm. here. Um, if you rewind back to one of the episodes that you were on, Ryan, I believe we've even talked about the potential of Marty yeah. 
being involved with New Japan. Um, what do you think, Ryan? Do you think this is too soon? What do you think of Marty showing up in New Japan again? Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, you know, like we mentioned the last time I was, well, not the last time I was on here, but one of the few times I was on here in the past few months, we mentioned the only two companies we could see Marty going to was WWE or New Japan. And um, when I saw this news, I wasn't shocked. Yeah, it probably is a little bit too soon. But at the same time, it's kind of like if they did it in four months from now, it's still going to be too soon, right? So it's kind of like there's really no good time to bring this guy in because no matter where he appears for the first time, people are just going to remember, you know. Uh, so, like I said, I'm not surprised. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I can't fault New Japan for bringing him in. I mean, you know, it's... They, they seem to not have their finger on the pulse for a lot of the things that go down, you know, outside of Japan. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I, they may, they might not view this as a big deal Listen, like we are. Marty shows up at, at you know, Cork and Hall or the Tokyo Dome. He's getting a big pop. You know, people might not yeah, like that. That's the thing. People may not want to hear that, but the dude's getting a pop. Um, it's, it's a very controversial subject to talk about, but I will say this, and... I might even get a little bit of heat out of this, but this is just my opinion. I, For the record, I'm not condoning anything Marty did, all right? I'm not condoning any of it. I think it's disgusting, whatever. But I will say this. But he said it was legal. No, oh, sorry. That's it. And Marty did not do himself any favors with with, uh, with what he released. Uh, he, he dug himself a bigger hole. I think at some point we need to hear Marty say something. Like whether it's like on a talk as Jericho or like maybe a Dave Meltzer, a wrestling observer interview. I don't know. One of these and just yeah. hear him out, uh, you know, and that'll be your choice whether you want to hear this guy out or not. And I'm like yeah. I said, I am not giving this guy a pass. I'm not condoning it. Not nothing. But I don't know, man. Um, I kind of look at it kind of like. You know, we hear like all these horror stories about some of the actors and some musicians with dark past. Like, for example, like Michael Jackson, right? The guy's dead. But we we love the guy's music. He uh, he was fucking, you know, it's been speculated. It's been quote unquote proven. It's been rumored that he fucking molested kids. We To this day, we still don't know the 100% facts of what he actually yeah. did or didn't right. do, right? At the end of the day, we do know. He was doing something that he wasn't supposed to, right? Mm -hmm. Now, whether right. he he was doing it in malicious intent or he did it to be fucked up, whatever it is, we st it's in question. We still don't know, right? We still don't know mm -hmm. the 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 diehard facts of that. But then again, we still listen to the guy's music, right? So I'm not comparing mm -hmm. the Marty situation to the Michael situation. But what I'm trying to say is maybe Marty Skrull really feels bad about this whole situation. Maybe Marty mm -hmm. feels disgusted that he was dumb and not thinking of that point in time when he decided to do this. We don't necessarily. Yeah, but we don't know that. That's, we don't. That's right. We, right. We don't. Right. We don't know that. Maybe one day we will hear him say something. That's all I'm saying. I and you could agree with what I'm saying. You cannot agree with what I'm saying. I'm not condoning anything he said. I'm not saying that I'm gonna become a fan of Marty Scroll. I'm not saying that because I I feel as I was a legit diehard fan of this guy. I fucking named my first bulldog after the guy. But yeah, yeah. now I kind of look at him kind of weird. Like, I can't look at him the same. It's a shame because he was such a great wrestler and his <clears throat> character was amazing. But at the same time, you know, he dug himself a hole when the accusations came out and he put out not one, but two fucking statements. And they, they, you know what? Those two statements, you know what it sounded like, Leo? 
Wow. It sounds like this. <laughs> Congratulations. You played yourself. That, that, that's pretty much like, Shut up, he, Marty. Like, what? What? He, he was better off not saying anything, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. He was better off saying nothing. Um. So... That, that's what that's what I'm gonna say about the Marty situation. I I do hope one day we hear him out, whether it's on a talk as Jericho or a, maybe a Wrestling Observer Live. I do I would like to hear what he has to say about everything, and yeah. then maybe we could come to uh, our own middle dis- ground, a middle ground, or maybe you know we'll end up hating him more. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But that, that's my stance on it. I don't want to drag this more. Uh, because what happens is if he doesn't come out and publicly address it, right, people are going to assume, right? And the worst thing you you can do in anything is let people assume and let them make up their mind without knowing everything. Again, and again, what he did was wrong. Yes, it was wrong. And and what he did, you know, with putting up those two posts was also wrong because just keep your mouth shut. But um, at the end of the day, if you look at it, if he comes out and speaks on it and you actually connect with him and you say, you know what? He did make a mistake. Let's start from zero. That's totally different than just everybody assuming like we're doing right now. So you're right. So we should hear him, hopefully. All right. Let's uh, talk about the Chamber of Elimination, the uh, Elimination Chamber. Do we have to? <laughs> I know, Leo, you like to crap on WWE sometimes. No, no, not at all. I just I, I hold them to a higher standard than the shit that they're giving us right now. Well, listen, I'm going to be honest with As you. As you should. I, I, I thought the show, I enjoyed the show for what it was. All right. Uh, I thought both chamber matches were good. Um, uh, you know, Roman Reigns, you know, picking up a victory on Daniel Bryan in the first chamber match just added more heat to it. Um, we got to see what happens going to, into Fastlane, whether Daniel Bryan's going to just be in a tag match or be get a title match. I, I don't know what they're doing there. Because um, remember, it's a Fastlane, but technically it's not really a Fastlane pay-per-view. <laughs> right. um, well, what's your thoughts real quick on, on the... This the first chamber match, and then Roman Reigns beating Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I thought the uh, the chamber match was great. I enjoyed the hell out of it, man. I thought all those guys worked really hard. Cesaro, um, bro, Cesaro. Yeah, yeah, man, dude. Even Jay Uso, Jay Uso is an incredible story. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to get into it too much, but he's just he, he killed it in there. Kevin Owens uh, was so much fun. Uh, Dude, Sami Zayn, man, just everybody did so damn good, and I was entertained throughout the whole entire thing. I thought it was really, really solid. I was really surprised to see Daniel Bryan come out uh, victorious there, and I didn't expect the the uh, Universal Title match to be right after the Chamber, but you know it's more heat on Roman, so it makes right. sense. I didn't hate it. Uh, everybody's like, "Oh, this doesn't make sense." You know, you, how does it not make sense? It's like, more heat on Roman. Watching pro wrestling yeah. yesterday, like, like yeah, like he's. <laughs> A heat magnet he's trying to get heat he's doing it purposely he's trying to act like a coward so yeah he beat down daniel bryan and you know that was it i had no problems with it i really um i thought it was done really well and uh you know got a lot of sympathy for daniel bryan a lot of heat on roman mission accomplished that's exactly what they tried to do i agree um on the united states championship front it was originally booked a, a triple threat match it was matt riddle keith lee and bobby lashley Keith Lee, I don't know what's going on with him. He's in limbo. But to be honest with you, as much as I'm a fan of Keith Lee, it's kind of, he's kind of forgettable, man. He's not really making oh, yeah. a difference. You kind of forget that he's even on Raw. Oh, so yeah. we had a, a, a pre-show match. It was, I think, Ricochet, uh, Elias, John Morrison, and who was, and Ali. Ali John, yeah. John Morrison went over, and then he was put in this three-way. 
And just based on the results that we got later on the night, right, with the world title picture, I feel like even if it would have been a short run, it kind of would have made sense to put the title on Morrison. But Riddle did pick up the win. I'm cool with Riddle being champion. I don't mind it. Obviously, Lashley's moving on to bigger and better things. Uh, I thought this match was cool, though. I enjoyed the match for what it was. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really good. Uh, I was I was entertained. Like I said, the, the one good thing, or the one thing we could probably all agree on is, you know, the WWE pay-per-views always have great wrestling matches on them. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm not going to talk about the booking decisions on some of these uh, right. pay-per-views, but the matches, the match quality, you know you're going to get some some good quality wrestling, and, and it's always good to see, which is why, you know, yeah, the weekly show's not good, but the, no, nobody can deny that the pay-per-views are not good to watch. I mean, you know, again, there's going to be people complaining about them here and there, but it's like for WWE standards, that was, you know, this is this was another really great pay-per-view and with really great wrestling matches. And this was one of them. And I was happy that Riddle won. And, uh, you know, yeah, Bobby Lashley moving on. And, and Riddle and Morrison, they had a kick-ass match the following night on Raw. Like, those two are great together. Yep. Um, you know. It's, it's good to see Morrison in kind of a singles role here because I don't hate Morrison. I'm not a big fan of him. Him with the Miz, man, I don't know. I just I can't do it. He's They're just too cringe. Um, I just, I'm over it. So they're, him as a singles act would be fine. They're the bulk and skull of the fucking WWE at this point, Miz and Morrison. It's terrible. And it's terrible. They start Raw every single week the same exact way. And I know, I understand they're heels and it's supposed to be annoying, but man, dude, it's channel changing annoying. Right. It's not like, it's 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 terrible. It's cringe. Um yeah, like, give so, yeah. me something to work with. Especially with Morrison, too, yeah. coming off everything he did outside of the WWE. Like, right. AAA, right. Impact, Lucha Underground. He did so much amazing things. And then he signs back with the WWE, and he's a, just a fucking comedic character. Right. Do you think he, he got just, typed? He looks like... Go ahead, go ahead. No, he just looks like the same jobber that we saw before he got released. You know, the same just, I don't want to say loser, but, yeah, loser, basically. He was... He was he was nothing, and then he went outside. He looked like a badass in Impact and Lucha Underground, and then he comes back, and yeah, he's just same old guy like he never left again, which is... Don't you guys get the feeling uh, kind of like Christian? When Christian left and went to TNA, he was as badass, or even Lashley, when he went you know, when he went yeah, away. Yeah, Lashley's and, a good example. And, and he was just killing it, and Lashley's then he comes back, example. and you're, you're bringing back the same guy. Like, you're typecasting him. So That's what Lashley, I was saying before. Lashley's been back in WWE since 2018, and it fucking now we're back. Now we're in 2021, and now we're just starting to see what we used to see in Lashley and Impact. Yeah, yeah, a little bit because right. we don't even know where we're gonna go with that at the right. end of the day. Right. Uh, so I, I don't want to talk too much about this match because I, I I wasn't into this match. And that was a women's tag title match. Uh, <laughs> Nia Jax, yeah. Shayna Baszler versus <laughs> Sasha and Bianca was not really into this match, but um, if transitioning to what we saw in SmackDown, it's official. We're getting Bianca and Sasha. I'm looking forward to this match. I I do hope it main events at least one of the nights, whether it's Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, no, no doubt. With, without even knowing any of the other matches on the card that are going to be official besides Ed, Edge and Roman, um, this 100% should main event one of those nights. It's the most high, one of the most highly anticipated matches on the card. Um, easily one of the biggest matches uh, that's going to be at the tier of WrestleMania. So I don't see why they wouldn't. And with everything going on with the Black Lives Matter movement and how everything's gender equality now and, and how, you know, women want to be held at a higher standard. Like, right. you know, men, this is the perfect opportunity for two black women to main event a major WWE show. I think it would just be an awesome mm. moment. So they'd be stupid not to do it because, again, who knows what they're doing with the WWE Championship. Um 
you know, match, but come on, this, this would be above that in right. any way, no matter who's in that match. Right. I agree. And you, you said, uh, two black women, but just take away, you know, them being black It's two deserving women. Yeah. No, yeah, no, they no, deser- no. Yeah, they of de- course. They deserve to be in this spot, you know, with the, the rise of Bianca and, and everything Sasha has been doing since w- with this blueprint character, you know, it's just, yeah. they, they're deserving to main event. And, and it's something that I think, you know, the fans win at the end of the day. No matter who wins the match, the fans win, and they both win. I feel like when it comes to this match, you know, in theory, you would want Bianca to win. But even if Sasha was to retain, I feel like it wouldn't hurt Bianca at all because they, they got that main yeah, event no. spot. Dude, I got a hot take that I'm preparing to fire off on my Twitter machine when I get closer to Mania. Twitter Roman machine. and Sasha should not lose their championships at WrestleMania. You know they what? Should it's, not. Hard. it's hard to they argue. They absolutely should not like you said i'm pumped for this match bianca and sasha is probably the i haven't been this excited for a wwe women's match since we saw bailey and um, sasha a few months ago mm-hmm. this is going to be so good right bianca deserves to hold the championship just not at this time right now because sasha is on a roll and i do not want to see that come to an end it's hard to argue that dude um with roman and, and sasha you know retaining their championships at mania i mean it's it's really it's hard to argue, but let's uh we'll talk more about that when we get closer to to the media. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about I guess the biggest news that happened at the Chamber of Elimination. So we got the Raw Elimination Chamber match. We had Drew McIntyre defending his championship, and you know what they they had me bro in that match because for a quick <laughs> second when Sheamus got eliminated, I'm like, bro, it's happening. They're, they're gonna give it to AJ, and I'm the biggest AJ Mark. So I'm like, yo, yes, AJ, yes, AJ's gonna fucking go to Mania as champion. I was happy, bro. I Did he go to Mania? Well, that didn't happen. <laughs> but you know what? Give yourself a congratulations. Yeah, you know, yeah, pretty much for even thinking that WWE was congratulations. gonna. Congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. And it kind of goes back to what we were saying last week, Ryan. You have fucking AJ Styles yeah. in your company. You could have built up to AJ and Drew at Mania, which AJ could have fucking lost the match or whatever, and it would have been fine. Because you don't need him to win. We don't need him to win because right, right. it's a fucking main event match. And, yeah, they, you ha- we don't even know what AJ Styles is going to fucking do at WrestleMania. Right, right. He's a- AJ Styles is on, is on your roster Probably for not much longer. Now, I'm not saying he's going to retire at the end of this year, next year, whatever. But, again, next few years, he's coming to an end here. You have him on your roster, and you have no plans for him <laughs> going into WrestleMania. Zero. Oh, That's an issue. That right. is a giant problem. Right. Okay? AJ Styles is a guy that you plug in there when you need some help. In this case, they need some help, okay? They need an opponent for Drew McIntyre. They don't have one. Okay, I know what we're getting. I'm right, okay right, right. I'm cool with it. But you were looking for an opponent for him? Look no further. He's right in front of your eyes. The guy with the long hair. The guy with the guy who's seven foot tall standing next to him. He's right there. His name's AJ freaking Styles. He's the best wrestler in the world. One of the best in mm-hmm. the world. You have him on your roster. Freaking plug him in there it's kind of like when they throw Dolph Ziggler into a random world title match just because they know he'll deliver and he's a guy that can you know make the match good and be a guy that can take losses but be okay why can't you use AJ Styles in that same role it's so mind-boggling dude that's what I'm hoping he ends his career somewhere else if you know what I mean yeah I know but okay so we had an incredible finish though because that fucking um 
what the, what does he call uh, Drew McIntyre's kick again? I, I fucking Claymore. The clay Claymore. that Claymore mid air to AJ. Oh my god! You know what? We always talk about AJ being one of the best in the world, but he's like one of the best sellers in the world too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man, what an amazing finish! So whatever, Drew McIntyre retains, and out comes Bobby Lashley. So I'm like, wow. What I was talking about last week is starting to somewhat yeah. come true. Bobby Lashley, he drops the United States Championship. It's not like he got pinned in the match, so he doesn't lose any steam. Right, He's right. going to be the next contender. I completely forgot that The Miz had the Money in the Bank briefcase. <laughs> the Miz comes out, successfully cashes in, and we have a new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Were you now, shocked? I was shocked that I I, I this was, I wasn't shocked that he cashed in and won. I was more shocked that I fucking forgot that he had the money in the bank briefcase. <laughs> but well, um, I mean, he technically lost it. Don't, wasn't that whole well, he thing? Never, yeah, well, they well, threw it back on him. Well, they threw it back on him, which I, I got to give WWE credit. They kind of saved themselves because John Morrison is the one that said he's going to cash in, never The Miz. Mm-hmm. So they kind of saved themselves. So I got to give WWE credit on that. So, yeah, right. They make their own rules. <laughs> <laughs> no. They I mean, never I mean really? Come on. Are you kidding me? So, so wait, wait, wait. So if James Ellsworth cashed in for Carmella and she lost, she would get the she would get it back because he cashed I, well, you know, yeah. they make their own rules when it has to benefit their story. Yes, benefit of the... course, of course. So, so they they sent they put, they played clean up a Jace. <laughs> so, fast forward to Raw, Miss comes out with the champion, and uh, we all know Miss is going to be a transitional champion here, right? At, at yeah. some point, he's dropping the title, but man, the amount of hate that Miss got, I I feel like this was bound to happen. Him being a champion again. But I'm surprised with the amount of hate that he's been getting. Like, oh, he's this and he's that. Yes, he's been booked wonky. He's been booked like shit. He hasn't been taken seriously to the point that I forgot that he was Mr. Money in the Bank. But, but he's been booked. But I I kind of, I, I don't necessarily hate him being champion. Ryan, let me get your thoughts, though. Yeah, so um, at one point during this pay-per-view, they showed a backstage shot yes. of MVP talking to, talking to The Miz, right? So I'm like, okay, no commentary, no nothing behind it. You know, it's just kind of a shot from a distance. I was like, okay, interesting. They're Kinda teasing like throw away. So what I started thinking was that MVP is making a deal with The Miz to get the briefcase on Bobby Lashley somehow. And then yeah. after the match, Drew McIntyre retains inside the Elimination Chamber, and Bobby Lashley is the one to cash in the money in the bank and win the championship. That's what I thought was going down. Mm -hmm. And then when he's attacking Drew, I'm like, okay, where's the briefcase? Where's MVP? And then all of a sudden, we hear the Miz's music. We see him come and run down. like, oh, God, all right, so they're doing this. As soon as he cashed in and won, yeah, like you said, the amount of hate, it's hilarious, okay? Right away, I didn't hate. I didn't panic. I didn't go nuts. I didn't bitch. I didn't moan. I didn't complain. (laughs) Because I am not an idiot. I knew... I knew what they were doing here or where they were going. I knew the Miz. I, I tweeted this out. I, you could even look the, 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 from the time the freaking pay-per-view went off the air to the time I tweeted this out on my Twitter account. It was probably like not even five minutes because I, I didn't even have to have time to think this over. Or I didn't need to see anybody else's opinion for me to go, oh, yeah, right. That makes sense. I knew the Miz was not walking into WrestleMania as the WWE champion. No way, no shot in hell, not happening. Yeah. The way they've been teasing the Bad Bunny tag match or whatever, right? Uh, they're not just going to scrap that out of nowhere. 
okay? They didn't just give the Miz this belt to walk into WrestleMania and be the champ for the next six months. They did this to get the belt on Bobby Lashley without having Lashley beat Drew McIntyre. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we saw on Raw, where we had those two in the opening segment. You know, he tells the Miz that he's going to have, he has an hour to, you know, um, give him a a decision on whether he wants to defend the belt against him. And we set up the match for next week. Whether Bobby Lashley wins next week or not, either way, he's winning that title by fast lane. And we're going to get Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania, which I'm all for. Because like we said before, Bobby Lashley is finally becoming that dominant champion or that dominant performer that we saw when he was with Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. When, you know, uh, he was on that run as, as world champ. We're finally seeing it. He's being booked like an absolute machine, an absolute monster. And, um, yeah. I'm all for it. So, so you're telling me, so you're telling me that all these t- TV shows and all these uh, different websites that are saying, "Oh, Bad Bunny's going to win the title of WrestleMania." So you're telling me they're wrong? Oh God, <laughs> dude, that face right know, there. <laughs> That's perfect, bro. I think we need like a, a congratulations for for everybody. <laughs> congratulations, yeah, you played yourself. For these idiots out there that run these accounts, and I, I have one guy in mind. I'm not going to. Say I'll say I'm not fuck like that, that guy. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but uh, he tweeted that he thinks The Miz and Bad Bunny is going to be booked for WrestleMania for the WWE title. I said, congratulations, yeah. you played yourself. Stupid. I mean, ass. give me a break, dude. Give me a break. I mean, how could you be that dumb and clueless to think that they're going to do that? No, you could have just <laughs> you could have just hit him with one of these, Ryan. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point. In your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. So, um, when it comes to this whole Lashley Drew McIntyre situation, you mentioned that your hot take was Roman and Sasha should not drop their titles. Now, hypothetically speaking, if the plan is for Roman to drop that universal title to Edge, I think you can make the same argument for Bobby Lashley that maybe he should retain the title. Because if Lashley's going to... Because Lashley going into this program with Drew, right? If If the story is for him to drop it to Drew to give him that moment, right? Then he's a transitional champion. But you can make the argument that Lashley shouldn't be a transitional champion. He should hold that title for the while. I'm all for it. I'm all for Bobby Lashley, WWE championship run that lasts six to eight months. I'm all for it's it. Summer give or take. agree because unfortunately, Drew McIntyre has won that belt twice now. Right. He's had a long run with it and unfortunately, it was during a time where we didn't have a live crowd. Mm-hmm. But you're going to give him that moment, right? Which he definitely deserves in front of the live crowd, okay? I give him that. He deserves to have a good moment if he if that's what the, what the plan is for him to win it back in front of fans, okay? But you're going to go on another six-month reign right, with him? Right, right, right. I just feel like it's going to get stale. Yeah. So I 100% agree with you. I, I'm i all for Bobby Lashley to be world champion for the rest of the year. I'm all for it. And also, you know what? Now that I think about it, um, with with this whole pandemic or whatever, and it's been a full year since WWE hasn't been, been uh, you know, doing shows with a live crowd, this is going to be the first live crowd you know both nights of wrestlemania right you know wwe could have all the heels win and you know i think people would cheer and people would still cheer so you know what we're just happy we're seeing live wrestling so you know what 
Give me Sasha, Roman, and Bobby retaining their titles. And I think I think the crowd will be okay with they it. They can keep it. They can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with it, man. I'm fine with it. Like I said, though, those would be three awesome champions that would make WWE television must-see, in my opinion. I really think it, – because, it, you know – Right now, obviously, Roman and Sasha doing great stuff on SmackDown, but Bobby Lashley as WWE champion, whether some people want to believe it or not, put aside your opinions on Bobby Lashley, you would he would make Raw must-see because it's fresh. It's something new. Yeah. It's something different. Yep. It's a new champion that we have not seen. And to me, that's that's what they need right now. They need something fresh and new on that show, and they need a champion who's – fresh and who's new and and he's he's that guy man yeah yeah definitely agree all right um really quick stuff on nxc and then we're going to talk about aw salut ah thank you <laughs> sorry uh so uh they started the show with gargano and dexter loomis um i thought the match was fine it was it was nothing uh crazy right but uh the thing that the my biggest takeaway on the match is the way austin theory and indy hartwell uh, we're acting outside, right? One thing I want to say about Indy Hartwell, and and I don't want females, you know, the females that listen to the show, think I'm I'm trying to crap on a female. That's not what I'm trying to do, right? Because she is a she's a very attractive girl, but the black lipstick it doesn't do it for me. No. She kind of <laughs> looks like Forky from Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> you did y'all see the last Toy Story of Forky? Course. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Her facial reactions look like Forky from Toy Story. <laughs> so that that black lipstick is not doing anything for me. But the reason why I'm bringing this up the way they were acting um, outside the ring is because later on we get this backstage segment where Johnny Gargano and, and Candice LeRae are like, you know, saying like, oh, we're going, we're sending you guys to therapy because Andy Hartwell said that Dexter Loomis is hot and Austin Theory saying like, hey, well, Dexter's not a bad guy. So the reason I'm bringing this up is if we're getting this therapy uh, segment on NXT, they better bring back Dr. Shelby. That's all yeah. I'm saying. They have to. Yeah, yeah. They, that, that's he's, a, he's the only therapist that needs to ever right. be on WWE television. Right. I, they have to bring Dr. Shelby because anytime this actor that plays Dr. Shelby's on WWE TV, like the segments are fucking hilarious. So they have to bring this doctor back. Listen, I'm sure this segment will be hilarious. But, I mean, and it could be just be because, like, I just don't give a crap about Austin Theory anymore because, you know, he was another one who had allegations against him that kind of just got dismissed out of nowhere. So and I kind of lost a lot of respect for him, whether it's true or not. Right. Um, but, like, is this not – is it just me or, like, this is not the Austin Theory that you pictured in WWE on NXT? No. Because he was so dominant and serious and – badass and he reminded me of a cm punk slash adam cole type of guy you know he had a good swag to him uh you know great look guy's a stud mm-hmm. future world champion well you thought gonna... well you thought I... a future world champion <laughs> yeah yeah i thought he was gonna be the face of the nxt brand kind of like adam cole he was gonna be the next champion you know and he's just been reverted to nothing more than a Geek, <laughs> a dork, a comedy loser that is just like, yeah, it's entertaining because Johnny Gargano is fantastic in this role yes. and the way is funny and they have great segments and I enjoy them. But every time I see Austin Theory involved, I'm just like, I just can't get into this because this is just not the Austin Theory I know. And this is not the Austin Theory I pictured being involved in NXT and again, like I said, I don't really care too much because, like, again, 
lost a lot of respect for him right. um, over the past year. But it's just like, it's weird to me. So uh, I'll say this one thing about Austin Theory and then we'll move on. Uh, our friends at the Hill, Mark Stanley and Brady. When we when I used to go to Evolve show, uh, like religiously, right? I used to always see Austin Theory and he's like, yo, this guy looks like a stud. And then they used to always tell me, like, yo, this guy's going to be a big star in WWE yeah. once he gets signed. I had a theory, no pun, back then. <laughs> and I used to tell them, He's gonna be nothing more than a Rob Conway in WWE. He's not yeah. gonna. He's not gonna be able to. I don't. Th- I don't think. I don't have faith that he's gonna be that Austin Theory that we see that we're seeing now in Evolve. The swag, the dominant champion. I think at one point he was a dual champion too in Evolve. We're not yeah. gonna see this version of Austin Theory in WWE. And mm-hmm. based on what we've been watching, while I do find the whole the way thing entertaining it's not even close to what he was getting booked involved so i still stand by that i think he's gonna be nothing more than a rob conway um in wwe you were right yeah you were <laughs> right hey they got me man they got me like i said i seen this guy and i thought he was money mm-hmm. complete money and again what he's doing now i'm just like geez man like it's just, just another example of how they take guys from the indies or other promotions bring them here and they just make them look like nerds you know yeah two more things on the nxt front uh we had this women's match i did a post on it two weeks ago about zoe starks i think this girl has a great look to her she looks like a powerhouse powerhouse she she has a great she has a uh she looks great in the ring she had a they put her against eel shirai this week and they had a back and forth match they gave zoe stark a lot but obviously eel shirai went over um a little sign of respect there and then we out uh, out see we see tony storm making the challenge for eel shirai going back to i was telling you that mercedes martinez took the pin for tony storm to still have a uh mm-hmm. you know a say and hey i still want my shot you didn't pin me and it looks like we're getting we are getting that match i believe in two weeks eel shirai tony storm i'm a huge zoe stark mark bro I've never seen Zoe Stark before NXT, but man, this chick has it. She yep. is badass. She's great in the ring. Um, and apparently, you know, obviously if they put her up against Io Shirai, they're pretty high on her as well. And as they should be, she is very, very fun to watch. Like I said, I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan already of yeah. her. I- and um, I thought it was a great showcase. Obviously, didn't go over, but that's no shock. I'm just a little upset that we're not getting Tony Storm at Neo Shirai at WrestleMania, bro. Uh, I'm just, a little, I'm just a little like I, you know, I maybe I shouldn't have expected it. Maybe I shouldn't have gotten my hopes up. Right. I was just hoping that we yeah. would see that match book on one of the two nights, right? I mean, mm-hmm. come on, is that asking of too much? I, I would have loved to see that match too. Um, maybe there's a change of plans, maybe something happens, but I, I don't think so. Um, no, uh, yeah, I, I, I doubt it. But, I, um, I, I doubt it, but. I don't know, man. But back to the whole Zoe Stark thing. I think this is a a, a female that we're going to be talking about at the end of twenty twenty one, saying like, "Hey, yeah. she had a breakout star performance. I think she's going to break out this year." You know, I think because uh, obviously they see something in her. They give her backstage segments of fucking William Regal. They 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 they're putting some stock. They into, see something in her. That yeah, they're going to push her. They're putting some stock it's, into Zoe Stark. You know, it's good though too because when they sign women, they have a tendency to do nothing with them. Santana Garrett, for example, oh. Deanna, Deanna Perrazzo, for example, they just sign them and they just have them there on the roster right. and they come to just job. So that I thought when they signed Priscilla Kelly, uh, Cora Jade, that's her new name now, um, you know, Zoe Stark, uh, just, you know, a bunch of the other women they signed. I was like, OK, well, that's it. They're just going to be used to do nothing. You know, Joey Janela's um, girlfriend. uh What's her uh, Skyler Stories? Her new name, I forget. Brandy, Brandy uh, Lauren. Brandy yeah, Lauren. doing nothing besides posing and looking hot on Instagram. That's all she's doing right now. <laughs> so that's literally all she's doing. 
she probably doesn't even care if she touches the NXT ring because that seems like all she cares about is posting these pictures. Um, so she's just going to be a nobody, and you just know that. So it's good to see them putting some stock into one of their new signees right. and, you know, not strapping the rocket to them, but showing showcasing them in a way that will make us care about them, you know? Lastly on NXT, our boy Adam Cole. Did he come clean? Not necessarily, but we're starting to see Ring of Honor heal Adam Cole in NXT. So he came out. He he you know he put up this act like he was upset on the you know way he took uh, his anger out on Kyle Riley and hurting him. And then Roderick Strong came out and listen. <laughs> I, I hate talking shit about Roddy because he's such a great wrestler, but anytime he gets on the mic, it's just not believable, dude. It just sounds like very, I just memorized my script. Out comes <laughs> Finn Balor. Roddy gets in front of Finn Balor's face, and then there's a brawl. And once again, Adam Cole, uh, you know, he fools another member of the Undisputed Era. He low blows Roddy. Nobody seems to care about Roddy, and the main focus is Adam Cole because he is the undisputed era, and it's kind of hard to argue that. That was a phenomenal segment to close the show, yes. man. I was invested the whole entire way. You know, obviously when he comes out and, um, and he's apologizing or he's saying, you know, he's ashamed of, him, of himself, you knew that was all bullshit. Right. And then out comes Roddy, and out comes Finn, and then um, I was just waiting for that low blow, man, when, when they when they were together on the ground. Just an incredible moment, man. And, uh, dude. I'm into this, man. This is exactly what NXT needed. They needed a hot storyline like this, and this is one of the best things going right now, and it adds so much intrigue. And it's like, when is Kyle O'Reilly going to come back? Is Adam Cole going to go for the NXT title? Is he going to feud with Roderick Strong in the meantime? Like, there's so many ways that they can go with this, man. It, it keeps things hot and interesting. Is he going to retire and, Bobby Fish for good? <laughs> <laughs> right. Where the hell is that guy, man? Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, dude. Phenomenal segment to close the show, and just so awesome, man. Adam Cole is a phenomenal heel, bro. Like I'm, just, I'm just so happy. Like he, he's going back to his role of a single solo heel. Just he thrives in this role. He's unbelievable. I, I hope he gets to keep the undisputed era music. That's what yeah. I hope for, and I also hope that we get Balor and um, Cole at WrestleMania. Yeah, that was another one. If we don't get Tony and Io, hey, you know, let's hope we get Balor and. Uh, and Cole, because, I mean, come on, dude. Like, first of all, we don't know when another takeover is going to be, right? So, like, and then that's not a match you put on regular NXT TV. No, so, like, no. why not have that be one of the main, not one of the main events, but one of the big matches at WrestleMania? You have two nights. There's no excuse. Come on. You know, you could easily put that match to start the show kind of like they did with AJ and Shane, and they could steal the show. Oh, yeah. Like they did with Rollins and Brock. Yeah. A hot, a hot you know, match and angle to open the show. Dude, I'm all for that, man. That would be awesome. But do you think they're going to do it? I think we yeah. got a better chance of having the NXT Championship defend at WrestleMania than the women. I think so. Yeah, too. but yeah, but you know what? Watch, the, they'll throw the NXT title match on there, and it'll be on the freaking pre-show. Oh like no, oh, no! Yeah, yeah. Watch, watch. Oh. Come on, man. No. <laughs> uh, all right, let's um. Damn, this is not even an easy transition because I don't think none of us are really um, excited about this news, but we'll, we'll get into it. So, AEW, they made a big announcement this week. Yeah. Big Show is all elite. So, we had two big announcements this week. We have Ryan Radar. He's all in on the Lucha Outsider show. I'm and then we, in, have big, then we have Big Show being all elite. Uh, 
All right, so so I'll give some quick uh, thoughts on the whole Big Show thing. I'm I'm not really excited for this to be honest with you, and uh, I just though and I kind of fault this on WWE's booking. Why I'm not excited for it because we so we see so many heel turns and so many like breaks from the Big Show. And yes, Big Show's in great shape. Don't get me wrong, but it's just Big Show. And I forgot who said this on a podcast. It might have been Jim Ross on his podcast. He said that WWE has kind of like booked Big Show unfairly in the sense not saying they treated him wrong because obviously they treated Big Show he's made a lot of money with WWE yes he's been uh, multiple championship holders right tag titles fucking he's been an IC champion a United States champion a world champion he's held titles there he fucking had his own show at Netflix so I'm not saying that WWE treated him wrong but what I'm trying to say is they should have booked the Big Show throughout his whole career, not even towards his tail end in his career in WWE. I think throughout his whole career, they should have booked him how they booked Brock Lesnar. In the sense, we didn't need to see Big Show all the fucking time on WWE TV. They should have booked him as, hey, he's a, he's a, what's the word I'm looking monster. for? Monster. A monster, but they should have also booked him as like a, an attraction where- You gotta protect him. When Big Show was on TV mm-hmm. or on a pay-per-view, it fucking mattered. And guess yeah. what? They didn't do that with Big Show at all. So that's on WWE's fault. And I guess that's the reason why I'm not high on a Big Show being on AEW. Yes, he's supposed to be uh he's supposed to be doing commentary with Tony Schiavone at this new AEW Dark Elevation show, which we don't even know what the hell that is. Um and apparently he's gonna get involved in some sort. I'm predicting. We see a Shaq showdown on Dynamite. Finally. That's what I'm predicting. I hope that doesn't happen, but I'm predicting that. I'm just not high on Big Show being on, on AEW. I'm I'm just not into it. Uh, Ryan, let me get your thoughts, dude. Yeah, man, I'm not going to sit here and, and act you know, like I'm biased towards one company or the other because every single time the Big Show stepped foot on WWE television as of late, heck, in the past few years, um, I just, you know, I rolled my eyes, I left the room or I changed the channel. Right. And he's just, that's always how it's been just because it's not even just so much a uh, big show. It's just that it's, it's all of these big guys, man. Like I'm just not a fan of a guy who's that big wrestling, you know, like I understand why I understand like, you know, if somebody's tuning in and they see a guy like that, they're like, Oh my God, look at him. He's huge. And like, they want to watch it. You know, you're attracted to that. Like, you know, like Andre back in the day, but I just don't think like, he's impressive you know like like when they try and showcase that these big guys are so impressive that they could do this they could do that well of course they're impressive look how tall he is look how big he is he's a giant but like why like to me that's just not entertaining so you know big show i'm sure he's a great guy i don't hate the guy but i've just never ever ever cared about him when he was on wwe ever since i started watching wwe in 2008 never cared about the big show so I'm not going to act like I care all of a sudden now because he's going to one of my favorite, you know, companies in AEW, which, you know, I'm obviously a huge AEW mark, but I'm not going to be like some of these idiots that I see online where it's like they're, when he's on WWE, they moan and groan, he right. comes to AEW and they start defending it. I'm not going to do that. Okay. I'm not, I'm not biased like that. But here's why I'm okay with it. It's because if anything, AEW has proven that they treat legends like legends. So if he comes in and he's going to wrestle, he's going to do it in a way that benefits somebody else. He's not going to take a spot away from anybody. He's not going to win a championship. He's not going to just come in and, you know, again, he's not going to be in the rankings or anything like that. He's going to come in to do a Shaq match. Maybe he's going to face Wardlow and put Wardlow over in a huge way, which would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Maybe a Luchasaurus type of thing. I don't know. I'm spitballing here. 
But that's the type of role that I see Big Show playing in the ring in AEW. And then they want to put him on commentary, whatever. Okay, I don't watch AEW Dark. I don't think a lot of people do. I don't. I don't hate the concept of AEW Dark. It's great. I'm just not sitting there watching 17 matches on a Tuesday yeah. night on YouTube of these guys that I have no idea who they are. I don't think anybody. I love wrestling, but I'm not doing that. Now, nah, there's some people that watch it. I'm not one of them, but there's people that watch that. Yeah, I'm no. I'm sure they are. And hey, hats off to them. Like I said, it's good that they're getting some eyeballs on that. But elevation is just going to be the same exact thing. It's going to be a, just another show to showcase up and comers, and you know. I'm not going to watch it, so I don't have a problem with him commentating on there. You know, I don't, I don't care. I'll, I'll tell you what, and, and I hate going back to this, but I guarantee you AEW Dark is getting more views than Ring of Honor. <laughs> oh, and I'm sure there. they are. I'm sure they are. <laughs> I hate saying that, but it was so easy. No, it was I right know. there. It's, it was right there. <laughs> it's sad. Yeah, no, that was a layup right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so that that's where I stand on the Big Show thing. And, of course, it's just like, it's another, you know, again, if they're trying to, um, I don't know, cater to casual fans, you know, getting a name like the Big Show is a big freaking deal for AEW. It's a massive It's a deal, recognizable you know? name. Yeah, and, and also, like, the fact that he jumped ship, the Big Show, that's yeah. shocking in itself right there because that just came out of nowhere, man. Like That's a bigger story be- there. I thought that was going to be a light. He was going to be a lifer, yeah, sign a Legends deal, do some backstage stuff, be loyal to Vince forever. The fact that he jumped shit, man, is shocking. And this is why, like, I'm just like, I still can't get over it. It's so, unbelievable. So it, it sounds, and I, and I think I'm, did I mention this to you? Or maybe I mentioned this to someone else. I think I mentioned this to someone else. To me, when you when you read the whole story uh, of Big Show being all elite, it sounds like more it was more of a business decision than him actually wanting to leave to WWE. I think he yeah. he was more unhappy with um I guess the contract negotiations or whatever and I guess he was worth more and he had more to give and and I think that's when things started getting sour. But you know what? As much as I'm not high on the whole Big Show thing going to AEW, right? I feel like AEW handled this the wrong way. And and let me explain why. So we got this out of nowhere, right? The graphic to the point where you uh-huh. look at the graphic, nobody believed it. Nobody believed it. You thought it was one of yeah. these mock up ones, right? You're like, yeah, there's yeah. no way Big Show was AEW, and then it comes out to be true. I no. believe more the one that Fat Mania does of him going to AEW, what up, Fat Mania, uh, than what AEW actually put on their presser. No! <laughs> so <laughs> when I see this, and then I start reading more into this, like nobody knew, not Meltzer, nobody knew what was going on here. Nobody, it was under everyone's radar. I feel like maybe they could, and it sounds like AEW has, when it comes to them and the, their offices, there's no moles and there's no people stooging shit off. So it seems like they're more tight nip when it comes to stuff. Yeah. This is what I would have done. All right. What I would have done is, because what, what's been Tony Khan been saying? That he's the forbidden door, right? That, that he's working with Impact. He's working with New Japan. He's working with AEW, a little sprinkle of NWA, whatever, right? What I would have done is, not make the announcement at all next week on Dynamite during the main event, which is specula- I'm speculating here. Cody and um, what's the the, the chick's name? Uh, the, the the Red Velvet. Red Velvet. I, I, little Brandy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, right. <laughs> Not versus, that important. Versus Shaq and Jade Cargill. Whatever finishes there, right at the ending of the match, I would have had Big Show come out mm. unannounced. And have the announcer selling it. That's Paul. Hey, that, what is he doing here? That's Paul White. I would have sold it like that because yeah. you as a viewer, you're like, 
Yo, what the fuck is Big Show doing in WWE? <laughs> I would have, I would even have AEW. the announcers not even say his name, not calling the Big Show, not be like, hey, hey, what? You know, like they could have sold it. Like, what is he doing here? He doesn't work for. I would have sold it like that. Hey, yo, man, you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. I would have sold it like <laughs> yeah. that. I feel like that would have trended even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Than Big Show being all elite, because you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Now, granted, um. They would have protected themselves, obviously not mentioning WWE and not mentioning Big Show and stuff like that. But if you would have sold it like that, Jesus Christ. Dude, if they would have done that and then the next day, so the following Thursday, put out that press release that they signed the Big Show, you know how, dude, we, we would have been messaging each other all night. Like, people would have been waiting for answers all night. Right. AEW Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts should have just been quiet about yes, it. Yes. And then the next day, mm-hmm. then release the news. Yeah, I agree. That would have been that would have been incredible. And it's just like, what timing, right? Like they signed the big show one week before they have Shaq appearing on the show. Yeah. So it's like it could it doesn't get much more perfect than that. So I agree. I actually didn't think about it until you just said that. But yeah, man, I think they definitely missed the boat on that. Not that I'd be pumped because like but it would have gotten everyone talking. Show. It would have gotten but everybody talking. It's, it's the visual right. and the shocking moment, which, you know, like Sting coming in, like wrestling is built on shocking moments. And AEW has delivered quite a few of them. So that would have just been unfreaking real. And hey. just imagine the announcer selling it to you, selling the viewer, yeah, like, yeah. hey, hey, what, what, what is he doing here? What? Yeah. They don't work for us. Like, they would have sold it and would have got us thinking, like, Yo, is the forbidden door really open? Like, <laughs> right. Like, because uh, that, because then you go off the air, and that's what happened with CM Punk back in the day when he did the whole, you know, breaking the fourth wall. Because you had people going crazy, right. looking to see, hey, is this true? Right. Like, is this yeah. really going on? Are they playing us? Like again, so that again, you break the internet. Like I remember, I remember going back to the whole CM Punk pipe bomb thing. I remember that was making the rounds even for pages that even report about wrestling. ESPN was reporting on it. Like, did he go off sprick? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. was this scripted? Like, nobody knew anything because yeah, yeah. CM Punk was saying shit that, that everybody thought about but never said it live on the air. Do you remember that yeah. night? Do you remember that night? Like, where you were? So, I, yeah. I was down in Delaware, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I was watching the TV. That happens. So, I go on my phone, I start looking, right? And I'm like, it can't be true. I turn on ESPN and they're talking about it on Sports Center. Right. On Sports Center they're talking about it. This is before they had the working relationship. This is before they had anything going on. For Sports Center to talk about wrestling when you have nothing to do with them. Again, that's what you want. So now imagine with this, Paul White, a lot of people know Paul White from um the Adam Sandler movie. Right. A lot of people know him from before. Again, that would have broken some stuff. I'm just saying. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree, man. They, thinking about it now, they definitely missed the boat on that, and I'm, I'm shocked. I really am because, yeah. like I said, the per- the timing could not have been any yeah. perfect with Shaq next week in front of a live crowd. You know, it's one of their live shows. It's, it's the go home show to um, the pay per view. Which, not that that would make a difference, but it, again, that would just be like a, like a, like I the see. first shocking like moment of the week for AEW, and then you know, it just dude, yeah, yeah, they missed the boat absolutely. Uh, so uh, we we got uh, one of the semifinal matches um, on this women's tournament, Britt and Nyla Rose. I really, really enjoyed this match, but I just thought the wrong female went over. No disrespect to Nyla, but I don't know what's the hesitation of not pulling the trigger on Britt Baker. Me neither, man. Like, they've been... <laughs> that deep breath. <laughs> no, I, I, because I'm just like... When the women's division seems like it's taking 
steps in the right direction and they're building Britt Baker up and everything. And then they just do something like this. And it's just like, okay, like, like back to maybe they're not one. go moving in the, in the direction. I thought they were like, what are they like? You just have no clue where they're going with this. Um, I don't hate Nyla. Don't hate Nyla at all. The match was great. Nyla. The match was great. It's good. I think Nyla Rose is everything a, uh, that she should be. And I don't know how to describe this, but Okay, so you got Nia Jax, you got Awesome Khan, you got Nyla Rose. What do they have in common? They're big, okay? Right. They're big females, okay? They're they're portrayed as these beasts. You, these could throw, you could even throw Jessica Havoc in there, too. Havoc, yeah. Mm -hmm. Nyla Rose is what that type of woman should be. Right. She should be dominant, but she should also be able to move in the ring and do stuff, okay? Right. Nyla Rose can do a senton, okay? She could freaking fly off the ropes. She can... She can do things. She can move. Right. Nia Jax is too big to pick up her leg half the time. Okay? She could barely do anything. And I, I hate and that's fat shaming. But I'm just saying she can barely do anything as opposed to somebody who Nyla Rose is way more agile, way more entertaining. So in that case, I like Nyla Rose. I do. I think she's good. In this case, I don't think she needed to go over. I think Britt Brit yeah. should have definitely won. And um like I said, now I'm wondering who really does win this tournament because I thought it was a foregone conclusion that Britt Baker was winning this thing. Let's go Thunder Roll! Thunder Rosa! Yes, Thunder Rosa! Yes. yes, she's she's my pick from now, but part of me is... I, I don't know if I say worried is the right word, but I just feel like it would be a big mistake because it would be a good match, but it's just a big mistake. I have a feeling Riho, Sheeta finals at the pay-per-view. I don't know. I just feel like they're going to throw Riho back in that mix, and I just <clears throat> it's not going to be received well because... People love Riho, but I just feel like you need an American star to represent your women's division or at least go up against somebody like Sheeta. These Joshi women, it's great they're getting the spotlight. And I know Riho's over, like I said, and Sheeta is now too. But people are going to start to turn on, on these women to the point where they don't want to see them or they don't care or they feel like they're getting pushed too much over, like, you know, their other stars. And it's just, like I said, I just don't think it's the right decision. Yeah, I'm with you too, dude. And we're gonna get the the finals tonight, I think, on this whole thing oh, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. on uh, Bleacher Report, Ble Bleacher Report Live, which I, I don't even know why you're even doing that on on this app. I, I don't know I, why. Well, we... That's that's another thing. Like this is why. Like you get excited about the women's division and they pull shit like this. Yeah, like it I, just I, makes no sense. It makes it's no just sense. so forgettable. All right, um, Papa Buck, man, he got his ass whooped. <laughs> Good by Jericho and Good. MJF. You want to talk about heat? That's what you call heat, my friend. So we had Jake Hager defeat destroying Brandon Cutler. Uh, the inner circle then beats down uh, Brandon Cutler. Obviously, that's uh, Matt and Nick Jackson's boy. They come out, they make the save, and then we have on the the Titron gimmick. We see Papa Book getting beat the fuck up by um, Jericho and MJF. You know what pisses? And I won't even call me pissing me off. It's just it's just irritated how. These AEW fucking haters fucking go like, oh, he wasn't even selling right. He's a, not a fucking wrestler. <laughs> what did you yeah. want him to sell? You wanted him to sell like AJ Styles? I think he did a pretty good job. He sold better than McMahon. Dude, it's just they'll they'll pick apart anything, man. They'll find any little any little thing to to nitpick on the show. It, it's I mean, yeah, I thought I thought it was funny, but I, he he goes into the thing and it's just like he. Like slowly, like fall. <laughs> it's hilarious. I feel like he was legit, like throwing himself on that truck because you heard the bang, bro. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought, I thought this is. It. I enjoyed the whole segment, and like I said, this is what you call heat. This is what you call heat. Um, the no, main, I know, yeah, the main event. 
Ray Phoenix, Lance Archer. I've been saying it for weeks. I've said it to you countless of times. I've enjoyed what they've been doing with both of these two, um, putting in the main event roles. And once again, uh, you know, they didn't fail. It was an incredible match. Um, some people were surprised that Ray Phoenix caught the L here. I wasn't that surprised because Pentagon was already in the match. So yeah. I, I did not expect Ray Phoenix to, to win. I did like the little fist bump at the end after they went to war. You know, Lance Archer just gives his respect to Ray Phoenix. Um, I thought the match was good. I don't know if you, anything you want to add on to here, but I do want to talk about this potential surprise entrant on this match. But Ryan, take it away. Yeah, no, I wasn't shocked at the result. Everybody just uh, sees Phoenix and ladder match in the same sentence, and they just assume that he's going to be in the ladder match just because the guy's nuts and he – He's entertaining in ladder matches, but you know Lance Archer is not going to lose to to a guy like Phoenix. He's just not okay. I uh, did not expect him to, um, and I don't hate it. Like you said, Pentagon's already in the match, and you know Lance Archer being in there is what was best for him. And yeah, I thought it was a great main event. I, I really enjoyed it, man. That Spanish fly was unreal. Um, just they worked really well together. Phoenix continues to prove why he's one of the best damn wrestlers in the world right now, and Lance Archer just continues to show that he really works well with these uh, smaller dudes, man. Like this kind of gave me like shades, not to the, on the same level, but like I was thinking back to um, his match with Will Ospreay at the G1 show right. in Dallas. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I just like, I was just like, wow, Lance really works good with these yeah. like fast, quick high flyers like this. So I thought it was a great main event. You you know what it was too. Um, now think about it. You watched the because it was a tape show. It wasn't a live dynamite this past week. Yeah. So when you see like the graphics of everything that's happening, not saying that it, it was it kind of to me the whole show over exceeded everyone's expectations. Because besides mm-hmm. that main event, there wasn't really something that really drew you like that. And from what yeah. we got, even the Darby Allen Sting stuff that we got, like wow, even that mattered. You know, Darby, you know, sliding like fucking Shawn Michaels yeah. in WrestleMania with the skateboard the and stuff. Line. Yeah, the zip line, which was kind of like a wink and a nod to WCW Sting, you know, coming from the rafters and stuff. Like, even that stuff was entertaining. I think this show over-exceeded anyone's expectations. And obviously, we saw that in the rating, too, for the people that care about ratings. Yeah, um, you know, the 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 matches itself didn't do much for me. I'm not saying that they weren't bad, they, that they were bad. You know, I, Isaiah Cassidy and Hangman Page had a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the women's match was good. Um, but yeah, you know, you had Mox versus Nemeth, like... Just, just a lot of stuff that I feel like not a lot of people cared about. But the segments, the segments was what made the show really good. And I think they built uh, to the pay-per-view very nicely. I, I, this could have easily been the go-home show to the pay-per-view. Right. I mean, really, it, it could have because that's how big they built it. Now, I'm not sure if they did that purposely because next week all eyes are on like uh, the Shaquille O'Neal stuff, which I, I just think is kind of dumb that they're doing that on the go-home show. Uh, that maybe like roles maybe should have been reversed, like maybe give put that match on this past week's episode and then what we got this week on next week. Um, but we'll see what they do to follow it up. But like I said, I think if they, if this did, if you were on the fence about ordering revolution, I think after this show, you were pretty much sold on whether you were going to order that show or not, because they just, they did a great job. Right. I agree. So one more thing on this, uh, TNT, what do they call them? The face of TNT ladder match? I forget the gimmick. Oh, yeah. It. So I don't know. Some, they some, some, another, they, that's one thing with AEW. They give a lot of gimmick names to these matches. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, for no reason. They don't even explain it. They just throw it on there. They're just like, okay. <laughs> They're going to get old. Quick. That. So um, we had some announcements on NXT, you know, like probably the, one of the biggest class that, that they had for the, the NXT Performance Center recruits, whatever, right? And one name that was not on there was Ethan Page. Now, mm-hmm. 
one of we're gonna get a surprise entrant for this ladder match at Revolution. What are the chances that we see all ego in this match? Good chance, very good chance. I I, I can't see anybody else who would be a surprise. I, I you know Indies uh, anybody returning from injury. I can't think of anybody else. Like Better than him because you know we saw this at Double or Nothing with Brian Cage. He debuted as one of the mystery entrants, and they're keeping it a mystery for a reason. So, so, um, so you know, like I said, if if he's not here, he'll probably end up there eventually. Because again, if he's not going to WWE, he's not going to Impact. Where else is he going? There's not many more options unless he's signing with Ring of Honor, like EC3. I highly doubt it. <laughs> um, but this is the perfect opportunity to debut him. So. 100%. I, I can't see how it's not him. So I'm I'm with you on that. I think it's Ethan Page too. But let's just play what if. What if it's not Ethan Page? The forbidden door is open. What if it's somebody from New Japan or Impact? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, the only problem with the New Japan stuff is like, you know, it's we're still in the pandemic. So, like, I don't really think anybody could travel. Could be somebody from Impact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just don't know who, you know, I, I just don't know. Like, I mean, I, that's the best part about these, the, these working relationships. So like, it could really be anybody, right? You right, know, right, right. so it's, that, that creates an exciting scenario. So I, I don't know. I mean, there's nobody in impact right now that I would say would make sense to debut here. I mean, if you're going to have somebody in impact in this match, I would assume that they're going to be inserted in some sort of storyline on screen in AEW, right? Because you're not just going to have them randomly in this match and then never show up again. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, like when we saw Brian Cage debut, right, at that, in that ladder match, immediately that solidified Brian Cage and Darby Allen were going to be feuding because they had a, many interactions in that match. Right. So I expect something with Ethan Page, um, maybe with Cody. Yeah, because, uh, yeah. You know, because... Well, they're really good friends off, you know, off screen or whatever, you know, so um, put that aside. But Cody seems to be that guy that like when you're coming into the company, like he's the guy like you feud with first to kind of get over. And I think, you know, like Lance Archer kind of did. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think uh, Ethan Page will be the perfect opponent like pairing with Cody uh, yeah. as a fe first feud if Ethan Page does go there. Okay. Two last things, and we'll wrap up. Um, you meant we talked about Impact just now. They, 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 they made the match already, but, but months, months in the well, not even months. You could even say year and year in the making. So we get Moose Rich Swan for the Impact World Title. I don't know if both titles are going to be on the line here because this past week on Impact, Scott Demore did uh, sanction the title that Moose has. So now we have two titles. Uh, yeah. So how do you feel about that? <clears throat> you know what I, I personally don't mind it just for the fact on how moose's character has developed in the last year like he's really you know for a while even when tessa blanchard was still champion when the champion wasn't like moose was the guy you know he was he was, the, he was your champ he was your champ even though they never sanctioned that title he was carrying that title like a world title he was defending yeah. it like a world title so i mean like nothing really changes because i still feel like while they never really addressed it and sometimes like Don Cows when he was still on commentary, like Josh Matthews and Don Cows would go back and forth. Like Josh, was like, oh, but that's not a world title. And then Don Cows would say, like, what do you mean that's not a world title? Look at him, he's a world champion. So, to me, nothing really changes. Mm -hmm. Um, I think eventually both titles are gonna get uh, they're gonna get somehow uh, unified. Like they, they, they're technically were unified, and now they're yeah. not unified anymore. So, I think we're on the verge of getting a unification. Um, 
I think the bigger question is here is at Sacrifice because that's the Impact Plus pay-per-view, which at this point, I think I'm going to watch it. Just while I know the match is going to be good, mm-hmm. I, I'm i going to predict here that at the end of the match, Omega's going to attack whoever wins that. And yeah, then that's going to set up for Rebellion. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more intrigued on that part of it if that makes any sense mm-hmm. on the yeah on the outcome i've written on the mm-hmm. outcome and omega getting plugged mm-hmm. in here but I, I don't i don't mind i don't mind moose being recognized as a world champion because to be honest with you he's been a world champion this whole year that's that's my really opinion on it it might not be a popular opinion but i personally don't mind it yeah i mean from what i see it seems like moose is doing tremendous and that belt has really benefited him in a huge way uh, I just kind of find it odd that it's like, so now they have two world titles and one's called the TNA World Heavyweight and one's called the Impact. Mm-hmm. You know, cause we haven't heard the name TNA in a while, mm-hmm. right? It's not TNA wrestling anymore. It's it's Impact wrestling. They're, they're um, better off calling it the TNA Heritage Championship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, obviously we understand it, but, you know, I, I, I tend to think sometimes as, as a casual fan, right? right so it's kind of right. like if you're, if you're, um, you know, tuning into Impact, right? And you see the TNA World Heavyweight, you're like, what the hell is TNA? It's kind of like a casual fan tuning into AEW and seeing John Moxley carrying around this this red uh, IWGP US title. You're like, wait, I've been watching AEW for about a year now, and all of a sudden now Mox just brings his belt into the picture. Like, makes no sense and it, to and, a casual. And if you go in that direction too, that's opening up a can of words because the, the promotion is New Japan Pro Wrestling. So why is it called IWGP? That's right, like, right, right, yeah. Like- <laughs> Yeah, right. Makes right. Yeah, you would have to really like do your research, and you know, again, like it would make you like if you're into that, it would make you research it. But again, like if you're if you're catering to a casual fan, you know, you don't want to confuse the audience like that because then it would just kind of push them away. They're like, ah, this shit's too confusing. I'm not even gonna bother. Right. Um. So I I think it's weird that there's two world championships. But again, I I think eventually too they they have to be unified. And listen, if we end up getting a brand new belt for for Impact. I mean that that's great because in my opinion, this is not even me hating. I think the impact belt is so ugly. <laughs> ugly. The knockouts title is nice. Okay, and, and, and I, I know that because Bianca Bravo posted it on Instagram all the time. That's a nice looking belt. The impact world title, man. Oh, oh, it's that's rough. That's I rough to look I, at. I personally don't mind it. I don't think it's the best looking championship. I'm not saying that. But what's I, the worst looking one? In what promotion? For you. All over. All over? All over. You're, I think, the ugliest title I've ever seen in my life. It's, I got, I'll give you two. Okay. The first NXT championship, I hated that fucking championship. I thought it was Boom. atrocious. The big X. The big NX. <laughs> I fucking hated that. Yeah. And also the WWE ECW championship, that silver shit. That fake one, yeah. Remember that silver title? Ugh, I thought that was disgusting. Too. What about you, about Ryan? Twenty four seven title, man. Oh yeah, that's pretty ugly. <laughs> that shit's <laughs> ugly as hell, man. You would think they have it on Saturday Night Live now with Bad Bunny all over the place. You'd think that they make it look a little bit more presentable, for Christ's sake, you know? <laughs> make it a little three D. Ugly as all like, hell. Like take that twenty four and make it like pop out or something. Put some diamonds. Yeah, on there, at yeah. Least. <laughs> and and like green. Why is it green? Put a white strap on it. Make it's, that shit look a, fresh, it, man. A, if you're gonna put that on Saturday Night Live, they, they put it. They made it green because it's that money green. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Lastly, lastly, and lastly, uh, not lastly, lastly. Uh, so last night, Laredo Pro, that's Doc Gallo's promotion up in Atlanta, whatever. They they run little like independent shows here and there. We got a surprise return of Kaz XL, aka Big Cass, 
Uh, and they apparently him and Hernandez made the save to uh, Enzo in some type of match or whatever. I, I I didn't really look too much into it. Just like life, Enzo was getting his ass whooped and needed his friends to come. <laughs> um, just saying. I didn't I didn't look much into it, but it seems like Big Cass is back in the pro wrestling. He world. looked diesel though. He looked he looked cocky as hell, mm-hmm. and I might be in the minority here. I was never really big big on Enzo and Cass like that. I was never big on them even during. Oh, the they NXT. were funny. Even in their NXT stuff, yeah, they had entertaining segments, but I was, yeah. but I was never really into them. Mm-hmm. Never into them at all. Um, I <laughs> listen. <laughs> if you're a wrestler, I hope you get work and stuff. But I hope Doc Gallus does not try to push Enzo and Cass to get signed with Impact. I do not want to see them on Impact at all. Why not? It seems like an, it seems no offense, Impact it seems like a signing that they'd be all for. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, it does. Boy, it really does. I mean, boy. come on, you could add you could add okay. add them to the mix with Heath Slater, Brian Myers. Um, Zack Ryder and any of the other, you know, jobber guys that they go for. Well, what about Ring of Honor? Well, oh yeah, that worked out. The oh first yeah, time. that went over well the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I got nothing against Kaz, uh, Big Cass, right? I hope he does well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great to see after everything that he's been through the past few years. Ever, uh, you know, leaving WWE, it's great to see him in great shape back in the ring. Mm-hmm. But yeah, keep him away from AEW. That's all I ask. And. Uh, yeah, that's I, all. I do not want to see Enzo and Cass in any wrestling television. I hope they get work. Yeah. I hope they get indie bookings. If you, if they want to pop up in, um, which I don't know how that would work out, but if they want to, uh, pop up at the Clusterfuck Battle Royal and Joey Janelle Spring Break, <laughs> yeah, right. hey, I'm cool with that. But I, and they could do their indies, but I do not want to see them on any type of wrestling television. That's just my opinion. But, uh, Leo, you just uh found an update on NWA, and we'll wrap up with that. Yeah, it was just uh Dave Meltzer in the whatever the fuck he does. Uh, he was saying that um <laughs> tapings are gonna start uh next month. They're gonna start for N- oh. NWA Power. Well, they have an audience. Well, they didn't say that. It just said that it's official that they're gonna start recording next month. Well, who's gonna be in the roster? Right. So, uh, so are, are they official. are they putting out uh, feelers to to people around the no. wrestling world? Listen, we're trying to tape some shows. <laughs> we need talent. Are you available? Well, all I know is I had that up, and then I found something online that says Argentina could be the next superpower, and it's a fucking lie. But I'm just saying. Uh but no. But the NWA <laughs> they're saying next month they don't have anything as far as updates. But I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, the Forbidden Door is open. Maybe uh, you know, oh. Tony Khan sent some talent over there. I don't know. Listen, listen, Kaz. XL just returned just in time oh. for NWA power, baby. Come on. Well, he could fit there. You know what? I, I, as much as I hate saying this, Enzo and Cass could technically fit in NWA power. They could. They, their, shtick, oh. their shtick would probably work in an NWA power. And it would probably think. bring eyeballs there. I mean, but, like I said, they're controversial, those two, especially Enzo. But, you know, he also has a lot of fans, too. So... Could get a lot of eyeballs. It might not be a bad idea. I mean, honestly, what what do they have to lose at this point? Well, I mean, if you just have Kaz just show up and you saw that all over, right. like in all again, yeah. they're bringing eyes. People are going to talk about them. So now they're going right. to know where's he going to go next. Yeah, maybe they'll pop on NWA and become the. What was that song? Into the fire that they had for NWA. Docking into the fire. There great, you go. Great record. <laughs> yes, and then they is. changed it to some Pantera shit. They should have fucking kept but, the other one. But bad. yeah, that was it. That was today's episode in the new era of the Lucha Outsiders with new. our boy Ryan Radar. Ryan, how does it feel to be permanently part of the show? In the man? radar era. In the radar. Feels great. In the radar era, man. Yeah, it feels no different than uh, you know how I've been coming on the show here. I'm except now I'm here every week. So if you don't like it, deal with it. Like Jay White says, my. There you go. Our double speaking the truth. Uh, um, Ryan Radar, give me your plugs, in, dude. At the Wrestle Radar Instagram and Twitter. 
Royal Ramble Wrestling on Instagram at Ryan underscore Monterano. If you really cared enough to follow my personal pages on Instagram and Twitter, what and do you on post YouTube, on your personal page? What do you post on your personal page? You know, the just hockey suck. tweets, sports tweets, some wrestling here and there mixed up. There you go. You know, when I go on vacation, I post some, you know, pics of beach and are you that guy that anything po- I'm interested in doing. <laughs> are you that guy that takes a picture of his beer when he's on vacation? Takes a picture of my beer and yeah. posts it on Twitter? Yeah. No, I okay. don't post it. I, I, the one thing I don't do and I try not to do it, I mean, I really don't do it. I'm, maybe I'll post it if, if like, I have a cool drink or something. No. But I hate when people post their food on their Instagram story or Twitter or something like that. Like, they'll post a picture of their cheeseburger with their, like, uh, you know, their, their drink. Like, no, 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 nobody cares what you're eating. Like, I don't want to see what you're eating. And the best is when they take a bite out of it first. And then, oh, like, oh, shit, I like it. And then they post it. Dude, if it doesn't look appetizing, don't post it, man. Oh. I don't know. Big, biggest pet peeve, dude. Don't do not do that, okay? PSA, don't do that. Don't post your food. It. And if you if you do, make sure it looks I, You know what? I can't. I can't. I gotta agree with Ryan too, because I I don't post. I I'm like the question mark, and rest in peace uh, the question mark. I want people to guess what the hell I'm doing or what's going on in my life. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I rarely post a lot. As I've gotten older, I don't post mm. much shit on my personal account, and I like to keep it that way. I'm not gonna post every fucking little thing. Like, hey, I just fucking took a mean shit. Like, I'm not gonna fucking. Do that. Yeah, yeah. Right, like, right. hey, I, I just wrote a sticky note. Let me yeah. take a picture of it. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, this lasagna is great. Just, I, oh I, my- I just ran to the wall bounds real quick and get some food. Oh my god, this lasagna is great. That my wife just made. She's the best. Like I'm not fucking doing that. Okay, yeah, right, right. Leo, what's your plug? She eats lasagna with rice. Uh no, losradio.com. Just go and follow. We got some stuff coming up. Uh, we're about ninety percent there. So uh, next week maybe I'll have the last ten percent. Losradio.com. Dale. All right, guys and gals, you can follow me at Rated R since '87. Make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hopefully, we'll find the Twitter accounts and and maybe Ryan could work his magic on there. Forgot if, password. If we could find it. If Twitter. not, <laughs> not Twitch, Leo. Twitter. I wrote Twitter. <laughs> um, the Twitter. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me erase that. Okay, go ahead. The Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. And yes, we are in a new era, and that's the R double era, R-double. and that is it. I like it. I love how I love how we asked uh, Ryan right here like mm-hmm. how does it feel to be permanently part of the show and he's like it feels the same as I did in the last couple <laughs> episodes I've been on just <laughs> spitting the truth man feels no different except I'm gonna be here every week and I, I'm pumped yeah now that it's public knowledge I'm gonna put a press release on our social media oh, we're putting a press yeah, release yeah now? make nice. it official we'll make it official some people might be like man what wow they, they added a new uh, a third obviously the rotating gimmick is not going to stop. In future episodes, we are going to have some returning faces. Um, that's not going to stop. But we have an official new yeah. third guy in the broadcasting team. Hopefully, we don't have any negative feedback in the comments. Being like, oh, I hate this guy. I never watching Lucha Outsiders again. <laughs> it's all right. You should have seen the comments when Sam got here the first day. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this guy so happy? <laughs> so happy, yo. Oh. I hope they like something my, wrong. You know, my rants here. <laughs> Nah, 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 nah. You'll be fine, man. It just, it just. Hey, fits. if it not, fits, who bro. cares, bro? Who cares? I'm here. <laughs> Deal with it, dude. I bury my own audience. There you like, go. Like that's what I do. Yeah, I dude, bury we have my own to audience. Because, yeah, why not? Okay, I haven't been on Twitter in how long? How do I change like the username? Um, Twitter. Something with the settings, I'm sure. Um, I, I'm okay. Hold on. It might be easier to do it through your phone. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> 
Additional resources. Leo, you're showing your age. Marketing, Twitter for business. Is that (laughs) us? No, it's not us. Hey, we're up 26%. Awesome. Um, That's not us. Oh, my bad. (laughs) Oh, my God. This fucking guy. For Ryan Radar that's permanently on the show. Yeah. For the old man Leo. Yeah. I'm yours truly, Mr. Radar. Yeah. Till next time, keep it Radar and stay tuned. Mm-hmm. And good night, Ben! <laughs>